Hey everyone, welcome to Snarf Talk with Chris and Jerry, and this is our podcast where we give you a behind-the-scenes look as we create a comic book. We're going to talk about TV, movies, comic books, and hopefully have a lot of guests, other writers, creators, and friends. Um, check us out at snarfcomics.com. You can check out our blog and follow along with everything we got going on. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Snarf Comics, and please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Enjoy the episode. Not really. Well, you can hear it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We can edit that out. Okay. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, everybody. It's been one week, and we were on the dot. Yeah. With recording. It's like the first time we've been timely. And we plan on doing this often, like one week intervals. That's the idea. Yeah. It's like a TV show. This is how I explained it to my wife, actually, tonight. I was saying, most people don't want to have a TV show where it's just like, eh, we'll come back sometime. We'll get to it when when we get to it. Yeah. Like, nobody wants... That's like British TV shows, you know? It, like, Doctor Who, like, I swear to God, that show is, like, on every five years. <laughs> I don't it even doesn't understand. Make sense. It makes no sense. The same with a really good show, actually, this is a really good show to talk about, is uh, Sherlock. Oh, I, yeah, I've watched the first season of that, but I have not watched it anymore. On BBC. That's where I was introduced to Benedict Cumber, Cumberbatch. Yeah. Um. Doctor Strange. Like He's Doctor Strange. Before he exploded into... And the other guy. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Um, the other guy. He, he was, was in The in Hobbit, the, right? He was The Hobbit, or he was uh, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. Baggins. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name. No, he's I can't. He's a really good actor, well, though. Well, he's in the newest season of Fargo, or maybe it's not... No, it's not the newest the, season, but two ago, maybe. The Like the first and second season he was in, I think. Okay, yeah. Actually, I think you're right. He was in the first season. No, it's a I know the first. I haven't ever seen anything other than the first of Fargo. Okay, well, he's in the first season of Fargo. It's really good. Anyway, that off topic, but Sherlock, awesome show. The thing I really like about what BBC does with that show is that they give you hour and a half episodes so that each each yeah. episode of sherlock is like a movie you're watching a movie it, it's based off of the books like the actual sherlock holmes books oh i didn't realize that yeah i thought they were just no they're actually written books and they've turned each one of those books into an episode hmm. and that's why they only have they only have three episodes a season Oh, okay. Which is wild. And like a season's every three years. Yes, that's like. the problem. I don't know if it is but or you're, not. But. but you're getting, you know, four a and a half content, to yeah. six hours. I think it's three or four episodes. But either way, you're getting almost like six hours worth of content. Right. And by the end of it, you're like, holy smokes, like that was that was something. <laughs> I loved it. I fell in love with that show right away, and then it never it felt like it never came back, and finally it came back. But I, I feel like a big reason for that was because benedict cumber cumberbatch benedict cumberbatch batch um biatch that's what i wanted to say yes okay kevin smith says it all the time and i've got it ingrained in my brain <laughs> um yeah he says benedict cumberbatch right that's who i was thinking of uh but i think he was getting bigger with all the d or uh, the marvel stuff 
and the different movies that he he was doing, and I think that's what held up a lot of the Sherlock. So is that that is that written by is that Stephen Moffat? Yeah, Stephen Moffat was yeah one of the main creators a, of that he's show. He's amazing, and he did a bunch of Doctor Who. He was like he was like the the pulse of Doctor Who. Yeah, well, there was a uh, Russell T Davies before him, though, right? Yes, he did most of the David Tennant run. I thought. Did he? I thought Moffat came in when Matt Smith came in. I think he came in when David Tennant came in. I don't. I don't believe that's correct. Really? Yeah. You might be wrong, I or I might be wrong. But <laughs> you might be wrong. Yeah. You. So you're I'm definitely. I'm pretty wrong. sure you're wrong. No, I, maybe maybe that's the case. Uh, I, I guess I didn't know that. Well, anyway, I'm not really sure to be honest. Either so. way, if you want to check out a really good BBC show, um, I think. I think Sherlock is a phenomenal show if you've got an hour and a half of time uh, to watch it. It's not one of those things. That, uh, another reason why it was hard for me to watch the, the last season was because I don't watch anything until, like, the kids and everybody goes to bed. And right. if, if Amy wants to stay up and watch stuff, but most of the time she doesn't want to watch the things I want to watch. So she'll watch, you know, things in bed or whatever. But... uh it's hard to watch an hour and a half episode when you're not getting to watch it until nine thirty at night. And right. I fall asleep. My problem is, is that even though I'm super interested in it, I'll fall asleep. Right. And then no, I'm mad the, the next here. day. Like everything I watch is after nine o'clock. So it's kind of the same. Of course I don't really, I'm, I'm a late, I'm like a night owl. You are, so. you are a night owl. But lately That's I've been trying I've to do writing at night instead of the, watching stuff but it's not been going great yeah let's tell a little story about writer's block okay let's I, hear about it i don't it. really have a story but <laughs> because i could add to your story yeah, if you um, wanted me to the funny part is we could create a story about writer's block but we can't, can't create a story about what we want to write about i feel like that's the big comic book update about the creation of our comic right now it's just yeah. like writer's block. i think it's good insight for you guys like if anybody wants to create something it's not easy to do even when you really want to do it like chris and i have talked about this for years we want to do this you know like it's something we love like we love the idea well we're doing it it's just it's slower than i would have yeah and it's it's just hard but it's It's hard you know in the meantime we're writing blog articles and doing other stuff like that correct and doing podcast stuff and website stuff. So I think uh, maybe we, we it's threw time a lot to, on our yeah, plate. <laughs> we threw a lot at one time. So I think it's time to like rededicate focus. So I did set down. I wrote yeah. a little bit the other night. Actually, I wrote a page. Oh, did um, you? Is yeah. it in the drive? Then, um, yeah, it's part of it. I must, I glanced over it last night. And then um, I looked back at some of that because I think I'd written four or five pages earlier. And like two of those, I, I need to completely rewrite. But it is a first draft. So? Well, yeah, what a page. we can go back and do that. Yeah, I, I feel like we need I shouldn't to get, do it now. No, I feel like we need to get the content out. Well, get the pages done, then I, go back, rehash some things. I don't need to rewrite it. I need to add dialogue. Okay. You know, it's funny though. Um, so that had me freaked out. Like I think it was last night. I was sitting down to write, and I'm like, I'm going to write two pages. I ended up writing a page. But um, and I had a really hard time. Like it took me forever. That's I just I had hesitate a hard time because it out. I ha- here's here's some insight into my brain. I hesitate into writing things. So I felt okay. How do I explain it? I felt more comfortable when I was writing um, Fourth Reich 
because I had I had that I already had that idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I could see on your side of things at that time when we were writing Fourth Reich why it would be a little bit more difficult to get into uh, the characters and the story right. in your brain because you didn't have the original idea. Right. This one, you've had the original idea. I love the idea. It's hard for me to get in the mindset that you are creating for the story. But what I need to get out of is the fact that I need to write the story that you want. Right. You know what I mean? That's I well, need to I, mean, I need to get the I need to get whatever I can out on paper and then we'll fix it from there. We just need we just need to get stuff out and then fix it. Yes. That's right. And maybe if I write a little bit more then you have the beginning of the story and it's easier for you to We've talked but the thing that bugs the crap out of me is that we've talked about what the story is going to be. Right. You know what I mean? We've we've, we've outlined, got it outlined it. It's recorded in our first two We have podcasts. a paragraph on every page. Every single page you've written a paragraph on. I have hesitated because I thought, well, is that where he wanted to go with that? I need to cut that crap out and just throw some shit out there and we'll go and we'll go from there. Right. Like what That's do I care? first draft stuff. Yeah. We what? should really be banging this out in like less than two weeks. We could. We could. To be honest, we could. Yeah, we could. If well, we actually like knuckled down, did it, and just said whatever, like get some things on page, and then... I think I will now. I mean, now that things have calmed down with yeah. the holidays and everything, I think it'll be easier now. Like I, I got some time to do it the other night, and it wasn't necessarily like a writer's block thing. I just... It was just like 11 o'clock at night, so I got about a page Ugh. done, and... You know, so last uh, night I was raring to go. Like I was ready to write. I had my computer out on my lap, had page open. Um, I was like ready to rock and roll. And then I was like, oh, and I'm going to, I'm going to record a new episode of Snyder on too. Cause I f- completely forgot about that podcast that I was doing, which I mean, I don't really need to do it. I just want, I w- literally, I just wanted to use my new, um, oh, your mic stand, mic stand thing. Yeah. That's literally the only reason I was like, yeah, I'll just record a podcast about nothing again. And what ended up happening was I turned on the TV. Oh, that's the first mistake. Just for like background noise is what I said. And I had my computer open, the one that's sitting in front of me. I had it in front of me. Uh, I had my fingers on the keys. Next thing I know, I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, no. I have no idea. <laughs> no recollection. How I fell asleep at this time. And it was like, it was literally like 10 to 9. It oh, wasn't wow. even 9 o'clock. And then I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning and I was like, I feel like I didn't get anything done. Because <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> it well, was unbel- right. unbelievable. I woke up and I was so mad. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? I was so ready to rock and roll. Well, what... What was driving me crazy is I I started writing, and then I'm like, you know, I better go back and read the first four pages just to make sure the tone's the same. Mm -hmm. So I went back and read through it, and I'm like, oh, I don't like that. Not like the whole thing, but just like one little part. I'm like, I don't like that part. So I'm like, okay, I'm 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 going to tweak that. Well, you didn't like the dialogue, or you didn't like the the story? No, no. I like the story, and I like the dialogue. I'm I'm like, I just got to the part where I'm like, well, I can improve that. Or improve that. So I started tweaking a little bit on earlier stuff, and then I'm like, gotta, oh, what am I doing? Yeah, I think we need to stay away from that. And then Just, I had this page that was like all action with no dialogue. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. I just need to make them talk and even say anything during which, this. Which one? Um, I think it's the 
fourth page. But isn't that the one where he's like jumping through the air? Yeah. But I don't think he, he could needed be talking it. I don't think he that. needed it though. Because no. of because of like you, you can't just have an entire page with no dialogue. They do it all the time. Well, anyway, so that begets my the rest of my story. So I'm thinking about this and it's driving me crazy. Oh, man, I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> so so anyway, I'm driving uh, he's trying to open a uh, there you go. It was loud. I'm sorry. So I'm trying to be professional here. Yeah, we got these fancy new mics. I know. I feel like the audio is so much better. You guys can see this right now. It's it's like so professional. A freaking professional recording studio in here. So anyway, back to what I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted. I apologize. Um. So anyway, I'm freaking out about this. I I was literally thinking about it all night, and it it annoyed me to the point where I'm like, I can't do this. I'm going to bed. And I sat there, and I'm just like all night. I was thinking about it. So anyway, the next day, I was kind of sitting there, and I, for Christmas, and I never mentioned this, but for Christmas, I got, from my amazing um, sister-in-law, got me Saga 7, 8, and 9. Oh, volume nice. Volume 7, 8, and 9, which I didn't have. So I am picked up one of them, and I'm like, you know, I just need to look at some comics. Yeah. And just for reference. So I just flip open. And inspiration. It gives you so much inspiration, Yeah, I flipped I open Saga 7. And there is like four word balloons per page. There's like barely any dialogue. I mean, I'm sure there are in other parts. Yeah. But just on the page I flipped to, there was like no dialogue. Right. And, that's, and it was perfectly fine. You don't really need it. Because I mean, the dialogue looking... that was there was specific and good. First of all, <laughs> the first couple of pages of that trade, I was not expecting when I broke open. It was like gratuitous nudity. <laughs> Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Which there is a lot there, of in that there comic. has been yeah. a lot of nudity in that comic, but I didn't. I don't remember it being gratuitous. Yeah, well, like you should see ridiculous. This. Like it's an, uh, okay. I'm not going to go into the depth on what it right. is. All NC seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> Full page. Um, uh, okay. Anyway. Yep. So I looked at that and I'm like, you know, that gave me some, made me feel a little bit better, but I still need to add some yeah. dialogue. It's all about art. I mean, honestly, like you can give the writers so much credit, you know, about where the story goes and what what's happening. Like you are creating the story, but when you open up a comic book, it's the art is what's telling you everything. Yeah. It's so a visual medium. You can have four we can have four word balloons or no word balloons on a page. I feel like we can do anything we want to do yeah i just wanted more dialogue because i like i want more dialogue i don't know yeah that's fine if that's what it needs then it needs it speaking of um uh of that being a visual medium mm-hmm. um, i noticed the other day i was looking at itunes at other comic book related podcasts and they are all in the visual arts category really and we're in the literature, literature. category yeah so I was thinking maybe we should change that. We can. But then I looked it up and I'm like, well, does it matter, the categories? And everything's like, no, nobody. I don't really think it them. would, I guess, because do people search by category? Only, you can only, I don't even think you can do it on your phone. I think you have to do it at the, on the actual iTunes program. On iTunes. So I, it would be very rare. And I've never, I mean, I don't know. A lot of people, I guess, pick things by charts 
And, it's crazy uh, how like suggested to you. Yeah, it's probably mostly word of mouth. So really, yeah. But really how many people even. even use the iTunes program anymore? I mean, how many people even use computers anymore? Other than, I mean, I do for work, and you obviously. I do, do at work, um, but, but like, for, see, my 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 computer at work is so security laden right. that I can't do most things that other people are doing on computers. But like at home, I use my computers some of the time doing some things but really it's all phone based everything's phone based yeah i was thinking about that the other day and i'm like that's been like the big i don't even know how we got on this topic but the big like change and everything came when you had the phone yeah with a computer in your hand it is a computer because in like your hand. lots it's of people smaller. didn't even use computers at all before that no and now they have access to basically a computer and apps and stuff and then all the people that did use computers before aren't using them anymore. And now they're just using phones. Right. Everybody's just using phones. The big thing that really, it really struck me at how uh, prevalent phones are is when I was, when I was originally creating uh, the blog that I did and our blog that we have. And it's, there's like a, uh, what it, it's not a tab or it's, it's like a setting, but it's for a mobile based web page right and it's like you get you know you have to be able to configure it for a mobile based web page and i was reading that and i was like huh yeah never really thought about that because everybody's looking at this on their phone right if you don't have a good page for a mobile platform that could really make or break you, you so know? when i built my not starf comics but my iTrees website most recently a year ago i had to do a i had to have a design made for desktop, for mobile phone, and for tablet, I'd have three separate designs. Tablet made. too, yeah, because it's a dip, completely different web page layout than a phone. Weird, because you got more screen. Yeah, not all screen. the time, but if it's done right, it is. Huh? Like that's the best practice, right? The best, yeah. I, and I understand that. And then, that, but I, you know, I don't think of a lot of these things that have to do with computers and phones before I got into this doing this stuff, but. It, it really did strike me as how much everyone is browsing the web now on their phones rather than a computer. And I remember the day saying, like, why would I ever want to look at this tiny phone and get on the Internet? Right. Like, I'm not, I'm never going to use this for the Internet. I remember saying that to my buddy Nate. I was like, I'm never going to use this thing for Internet. I have a computer. I'm going to use a computer for Internet, my phone. I'll text, do whatever. I'm not looking at the Internet. And now... I still it's don't. The only thing we I do. mean, I hate using my phone. I don't enjoy. I, I I agree. I don't enjoy it either. But I'm freaking lazy. Chris. I think most people have forgotten how much better it is on a laptop or on a right. desktop computer. Right. Like everything looks better. It's yeah. bigger. It's, it's easier. easier. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely easier. Oh, it's incredible. I mean, I just happen. And a lot of a lot of these pages though that aren't formatted correctly or aren't. Even if they are done correctly, they still they they cut out a lot of their website. You know, like there's a lot of things that you just can't access right. on a phone that you could on a computer. And, and it's just it, for me, using a mouse is a million times easier I don't, than I've never screen. had a mouse for my laptop, and I don't know why I've never bought one. Oh, How stupid! Drive me crazy. I hate it. I hate using well, I a have trackpad to because this uh, trackpad on this uh, Lenovo is really bad. Is it? Great computer. You should turn, you should turn into a Mac guy. No. No, I would never do that. Oh. I absolutely... Chris. No. They're good computers. 
No. You have a Lenovo. Yeah. Come on. Switch it's over to Mac. Come it's to the best uh, computer brand these days. It is? Oh, yeah. I know nothing about computers. Yeah. Besides, well, I, mean, I like my Mac. PCs. No. Hmm. You just... You're, okay, so... I like it. I'm not going to drag down your <laughs> Mac love a peg, but I'm going to tell you the circumstances here. Okay. Okay. They have the exact same components as a um, PC. Like, the... Like, Apple oh, doesn't make the components. They're all proprietary. No, that's not true. <laughs> the hardware inside that computer is the same different components, basically. Now, some of them might have been specially made for Mac, but they're made by the same companies, and a lot of them are the same components. But lots of times, they're less powerful or older components, but it's marked up twice as much. Like really? Computer. Yeah, you're paying for brand and design. Oh, yeah. Well, I know that. And I for iOS. I mean, or not iOS, on a, whatever it is on OS. Yeah, OS, yeah. I think it's High Sierra right now. Um, you know, and software and that kind of stuff. But, you know, there's so much more flexibility with a PC. You can do whatever you want with yeah. it. Yeah. I understand that. But so but I bought this. for the same money, you can get a supercomputer laptop, gaming laptop, as you I can know. get for like a base model. Listen, Mac. Chris, I make decisions on the fly when I was younger. And I bought a Mac. <laughs> well, it's I working out for us now because GarageBand's great. Yeah. Actually, that is. It is. Garage well, I will really say good. for like audio, anything to do with audio or even probably like video and photo stuff, like there's a lot of really nice things about the mm-hmm. Mac, but I'm a fan of all Adobe stuff. So that's either or for the yeah, most we part. Could, yeah, you can get it here. But anyway, that's, that's enough about that. Neither here nor there. That's what the, a teacher of ours used to say that all the time. What? A lot of you Seneca people will, will get that. What teacher? Mr. Nolan. Oh yeah, he said that's he's. Uh, I think it was him. He's not there anymore. Wasn't it him? Neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. Yes, so it I, was him. I had him in a. I think it was in biology. He did not or something. like me. Um, we were anatomy. Okay. He was in. I had him for anatomy. I had him for both. I think, but okay. for biology, I remember we were talking about um, fungi, right? Okay, I'm a. Fungi. I said that right. He said, you know, it's fungi. I'm a fun guy, but it's fungi, right? Right. And I remember I was making some smart-ass comment about, like, that doesn't make any sense, like, <laughs> grammatically. Like, I was just joking around, but he's just like, or all is right. it fungi? I can't remember. I think it's fungi. I think that's, it's fungi. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to I think because he was disagree. saying, like, I'm a fun, fun guy. That's yeah. a fungi. Okay. Well, Maybe. anyway, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, grammatically or phonetically, something like that. And he's like, all right, Tris. And for the rest of the year, he called me Tris. <laughs> I don't that's know about for the fun. rest of the year, but that's for at least fun. for a while, he called me Tris. So, and then it, it really put me in my place. Yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> it's changed you as a person yeah. as you've grown yeah, I never got over it. No, I could tell. You really broke up about this. Yeah. No, actually, I thought he was a really good teacher. He was a good teacher. He just didn't like me at all. Well, and I don't blame him because I was a terrible student. <laughs> turns out, all of you guys know that. Whoever's listening to this, well, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know how we got on that subject. I'm sorry. In the science department, was um, my favorite teacher was Miss Marshall. Do you ever have her? Um, I did for chemistry. Yeah, chemistry. I did. I did have her for chemistry. I had her for chemistry and physics and chem too. I think. And- 
Oh, you took way better classes than I did. Turns out Chris was a good student and took smart classes. Well, I don't know about that, but... I didn't take any of those besides chemistry because I had to. Oh. Well, I liked physics. You know what I remember about chemistry is that I skipped... Her class was the class I skipped to get my driver's license. Ah. It was on a Tuesday. I had her class second hour, and I remember coming back to school right at the end of second hour after I got my driver's license that day. And I walked into class, sat down, like, I'm so cool because I got my driver's license. Bell rang, missed all class, and I was happy about that. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) That's that's the story. Sorry. Well, anyway, um, we were going to talk a little bit um, about um, the podcast because we had decided about maybe coming up with a new format. Yeah, I had brought it up, and Chris was in agreement. Well, first of all, before we get there, let's okay. just say, podcasts, it's growing great. It It is. It, it's in the last seven days. Now, we were pushing promotion. A little bit. But in the last seven days, it blew up pretty good. Yeah. So we have, uh, we, uh, we've, we've done pretty good. I think, like, uh, audio-wise, we've definitely improved. Listening back I, to I that think... last ish, uh, episode, it was, like, night and day. Yeah, I was the, telling you the quality earlier, is so much better. I was today listening back to um, some of the older um, episodes, and I'm just like, I just hated it. I'm like, oh my god, I can't deal with it. They, yeah, uh, I think the USB mics are good. One USB I, mic. I think they have their place. Um, but this is so much better. Yeah, it's. I don't even know how to explain how much better the quality is. And maybe some of you guys can't tell, but we, since we pay attention to this every single time we record, we can definitely tell it. Watch. Is... We'll probably screw something up when we upload this. Yeah, and then... <laughs> most likely we're human, you know, <laughs> but anyway, so, um, so that's going. And then we had some promotion because we had a chance. So it was closing in. So how it works is on iTunes, you get the first eight weeks that you list your podcast, you have the opportunity to be in the new and noteworthy section. If you can get in the new and noteworthy section, you get it. Like anybody that browses for podcasts to look, look for There's like 20 that show up in that section. So you get like, I mean, I was reading online, people are getting up to 10,000 listeners just by being that's new and noteworthy section. So, I didn't know any of this. Unfortunately, we didn't research any of this before we started the podcast. We did none of that. So no. if we would have, we would have realized there was like a tons of information out there about what we should have been doing and how we should have been doing it differently. And it, yeah, I'm really kicking myself for not paying attention well, to whatever. that. Because normally I research like everything, and so do you, uh, more so than I do. Like obsessively. Yeah, that's kind of a problem. I've <laughs> been meaning to talk to you about it. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a very good thing. But we didn't do that prior to just starting this. Yeah, because we didn't Which, have any expectations other than like... It, it's uh, not only that, whatever. I just don't think we even thought about having a like a game... Like people a have like strategy. plans, yeah, yeah, like to launch Like first podcast. of all, you're never supposed to launch without having three episodes in the bank. Right. Well, didn't know that. No, we we launched that. with one and I, whatever. You know, it is what it is. We figured this out 
four days prior to our eight week mark. <laughs> our deadline. Yeah. And up. well, then and, I was reading, and it's like, okay, here's it, the, Apple doesn't give you exactly any criteria. It's just yeah. their decision. They have some algorithm. Yep. But other people had said, you know, um, if you can get, you know, a hundred listeners or twenty five reviews on iTunes, and this many listeners by eight weeks you're probably going to be in the new noteworthy section. Yeah. So we promoted it hard, mostly just friends and family, mm-hmm. that type of thing. We ended up getting like uh, what, 48 reviews. Yeah. I thought it was, yeah. Something 48 like that. reviews, 58 um, ratings. Which is good. And a lot of listens. So Yeah, our listens went went pretty high uh, this last week. So thanks for that. Yeah, that Appreciate was awesome. you guys doing all that stuff. As Hopefully of yet, you stay well, around. Well, we found out about that eight-week thing, what, four days before the deadline. So we yep. started pushing it in like four days. I think the deadline was yesterday. We haven't heard anything. I haven't we seen We could still go up there. I sure. don't know. We could still get put on different charts and whatnot, but, you know, it is what it is. It probably won't happen anytime soon. I think we need to have a lot more content and a lot more listeners for anything now. But, boy, I really wish we would have known that prior to this <laughs> right. eight-week thing. Yeah. It's unbelievable that we fig- that you found this. With four days left. Literally at the eight-week mark. How does that happen? Yeah. You know? But, but if you're listening, that doesn't mean we're, like, we need, that's what, like, a lot of metrics go off of reviews on iTunes. Yeah. For, for some, some reason. reason. So leave a review. If you're listening, sub- hit subscribe, leave a review. You don't have to listen to the podcast ever again. No, you don't. Just hit subscribe I mean, we and leave would a like review. you to, but. Sure. I'd love everyone to stick around and laugh at us, uh, you know, or gain something from the, from the podcast. But uh, if at all, you know, just. Just do that at least. Yeah. Subscribe, write a, write a review. So anyway, we had been talking and about about ways to, since we have a bunch of more listeners now, um, and we do have some, did you get that? You, you got some interviews lined up, so we're going to yes. be doing that. I think that's going to be great exposure for us. But we were talking about maybe breaking the podcast down more into sections so that it's like easier to outline. Yeah, and, then like, and kind of like a show. Yeah, like uh, You know, show. where we have certain segments. Uh, in the show, we'll cover, you know, certain things like news, uh, uh, comic book stuff, like our personal comic book stuff, like Jetpack Samurai stuff, and then uh, other things. Just uh, different segments. We could break it down. It'd be easier for you guys to listen to, I think. It'd be easier for you guys to find the segment that you want to hear um, to where, because I know we make lengthy podcasts, right? Yeah. We like to talk. We don't even realize we're going that long most of the time. Um, I know that takes uh, it takes a bit of a commitment to listen to the entire podcast. I feel like if we had segments or broke it down into certain uh, areas or you know whatever, it'd be easier for people to listen to. Yeah, I agree. So, did you have some ideas for? It? Well, first of all, if you have ideas, the listener. Yeah, tell us about it. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about anything. That's really like one thing I took away from everything I was researching is like, listen to the audience, have the audience tell you what they want to hear. I would love for you guys to give us like, hey, if you got a movie you want us to talk about, or if you got a book you want us to talk about, or you just got any ideas or something funny or story or a game or something you want us to do, let us know. And we, yeah, we'll absolutely cover it. We've, we, I, I, we don't have extensive knowledge in anything, but we've covered a lot of ground yeah. with, when it comes to any type of medium and and uh, in, ingesting 
this stuff. So we've seen a lot of things, done you know, watched a lot of things, read a lot of things. Um, let us know what you guys wanna wanna hear, wanna talk about, or how you want this split up. Right. Because like I, I really do think these segments, like if we had let's like we talked about earlier, a news segment. So we talk about news. I would love to do that, but you were saying earlier that people were telling you they don't like that. I think it was the way I had done it though. Okay. I think so I had just literally pulled up a new like the news on the internet and started talking about like talking about articles that were on there and just commenting on them. I think it was the wrong way to go about things. Um I think there are I think there's a way to do it if we have specific articles that pertain to a lot of the stuff we talk about already and then we discuss that. I think it goes over a lot better than just us sitting here reading through uh you know news articles on the screen and saying like, Hey, what do you think about this? Right. You know, that, that's all I kind of meant about that. But I do think it is good to cover certain news topics that pertain to our podcast. I agree. So we'll do that. We'll still do the, what we're watching section. Cause I think that's good. Yeah. I love we that. We can do updates on our comic. Hopefully there'll be more of those coming up. Sure. Um, and again, we got some interviews coming up and we hope to have, um, some guest hosts here pretty soon. I'm, we're waiting on a piece of equipment that's going to allow us to have a third microphone. So, and, and as soon as we do more, that, it's going to be some more testing. Yeah, as soon <laughs> as we get that, we'll have an. Uh, we'll probably have dude back on. We'll talk about uh, movies for sure, Marvel movies. I think that'd be a, a very good thing to do. And so, all you guys seem to like him. I love him. Great guy. He's fun to have around. So, what was it? You had an announcement or something? There was an announcement that I saw today on Twitter, and it really piqued my interest because these two guys, I love everything they've done. Yeah, I'm a, a like a diehard DC guy, right? Yeah, um, and I'm a diehard Kevin Smith fan. So, turns out DC. Um, has Detective Comics number 1000 coming out soon. I don't know when it's coming out. I didn't get into it that much. I think we could we could probably look it up now and see. But uh, Detective Comics 1000 is coming out relatively soon. Otherwise, they wouldn't be promoting anything about it. Um, and Kevin Smith has wrote a short story within this comic. He wrote it, and Jim Lee... Uh, drew it. So Jim Lee is a a very famous artist that has drawn for, I mean, almost every... Yeah, uh, maybe one of the most famous and most talented comic book artists that's yes. ever worked. Um, he's, he's like a... He's a bigwig at DC, right? Like he's a vice president or the president or I don't know. director of art he or something. He keeps changing jobs because he founded... Image, Image Comics. Yes. Um, well, him and, and other people. Yeah, like six others. Yeah. But um, I think then he came back and, yeah, he's like the head chief editor, head editor art. Something. something like that. He's pretty high up in DC. I think he basically runs the company. So he doesn't do a ton of art anymore, um, but he does have selected books that he'll draw for. Uh, but he's drawing this. with, And it, it's a Kevin Smith story. He's drawing it, whatever this may be. I don't know the specifics on it, but I saw Jim Lee, um, tweeted about it today. 
he was super excited about it. Obviously, he's going to be excited about it because he's comes out uh, March 27th. March 27th. Okay, so it's a little ways out. But... And he is the co-publisher of DC Entertainment with uh, him and Dan DiDio. Oh, there you go. Anyway, there you go. But I, I thought that was really intriguing. Those are two people that are teaming up for something that I think could be really, really good. I, get, I mean, it's going to be a Batman story. Yeah. It's a detective well, comic. Well, and so. um, I also will, I mean, both of us are huge, huge, huge Kevin Smith fans. I've been a Kevin Smith fan mm-hmm. from the very beginning. Pretty much all of my favorite movies are his movies. And right. I listen to all of his podcasts. We both listen to um, Smodcast, which is a great one, and uh, Fat Man Beyond is a great one. Yep. A bunch of other good ones, too. But um, he has written for Batman several times. He has, and he hasn't completed the yeah. run yet. He he f- he wrote um, Cacophony. That mm-hmm. one was completed. I thought he had a second another he did. part. A to second that. was the Widening Gyre. Yeah, but I thought he he still had another one after that that he needed to finish. He does. Because... I think he's got to finish that one. The Widening Gyre. Okay. I think is how, what it is. But I think he finished Cacophony. I yeah. can't remember. He created a villain. In that series, I have it. I have them all autographed. Do you really? Yeah, I yeah. guess I didn't realize that. I just, I think I got them on. Oh, you didn't. You didn't literally have them. No, not autographed in front I of bought you. them from the secret stash, autographed. No kidding. Yeah, I mean they weren't. I don't think it was any more money. I think if you bought them from the secret stash, they came autographed. Oh, but um, and his uh, um, best friend from childhood. Mm-hmm. The one that got him into comics is an artist named uh, Walt Flanagan. And he's kind of been in and out of some of Kevin Smith's movies. But he runs... Kevin Smith owns a um, comic book store in Jersey called Jane's Silent Bob's Secret Stash. Yes. And uh, Walt Flanagan manages and runs that store. And he has, from the beginning, their high school friends. For a long time. And, um, well, anyway, it's kind of um, out of nowhere... Um, Walt Flanagan and then other of Kevin Smith's uh, friends um, got on the show Comic Book Men. So they created the show Comic Book Men. And that was kind of all based off of their podcast, which is probably my favorite podcast, which is Tell Him Steve Dave. So it kind of all circles around. But anyway, the point is, he was the artist on those Batman books that Kevin Smith wrote, Cacophony and the Winding Gyre. Yes. So And we've know. had you have had this plan, and I agree with you. Is that we reach out to him. Yes, to be an artist. To be an artist for our book. Because he's been an artist on other books. He had a series that he created with Brian Johnson, who's another um, Tell Him Steve Dave guy and Comic Book Man guy. They did um, the the Cryptozoic Man. Did you ever read that? That's what it was, Cryptozoic Man. No, I never read any of it. I've I've seen it. I've looked at the art. Um, And then those two actually did another um, book called The War of the Undead. Um, And then he's done other stuff. Yeah. But mainly just, you know, that Batman. Now he's working on a new book with um um I didn't Brian notice. Quinn of of uh, Impractical Jokers who's on Tell Him Steve Dave as yes. well. And they have a new book out. Uh what is it called? Um I have no idea. I didn't know that they even Oh, it's called Metro. Okay. I have heard of that. I remember. And I think Walt Flanagan is drawing it, and then there's another artist and creator on it with him. So, um, yeah. So uh, Colin, Bunn. yeah, that, that's what we that's what we we're gonna reach out to him. I mean, it's a shot in the dark. But I also thought um, reaching out to people on Twitter as guests 
on the show was a shot in the dark and it seems to be panning out. So yeah. that's a positive for us. Speaking uh, of that book, that Metro book, yeah, they ran a Kickstarter for that book to get it published and everything. Um, we're asking for 30,000. Now it's a graphic novel. So they needed a little Holy bit more smokes, 30,000. They got uh, 128,000. Whoa. For that book. I'm one of the backers. $120,000 they got yeah. to create a comic book. Well, actually it's pretty funny. They, that's not funny, but they, um, they actually had the book done before they went to Kickstarter. Wow. So, um, you know, really all they were doing is pre-selling the book on Kickstarter. Yeah, that's what they did. And turns out it worked out really well for them. Of course, Real they're, well. I mean, Brian Quinn, the, the amount BQ of people that they from can impractical reach. jokers yeah. is, and, and, and tell them it's Steve huge. Day is a big, big show. So they got a big platform, but that's going to be us someday. Maybe. It is probably next week. <laughs> yeah. Next week. <laughs> I mean, at the rate we're gaining listeners, it'll I only mean, be like, it could be soon. A couple, you know, years or so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so another, uh, big news that if you guys don't partake in the comic book world, that's fine. But the people that do, um, Comixology is a website that you can buy comic books on. I'm not being paid by them for this advertisement, but it's a really great website, I think. Um, if you collect comics, it's it's fun to buy the actual physical comic book and have. But if you're going to read comics, I feel like it's so much easier to to ingest as much comic books as I, you can. I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest buying individual comics. No, I mean for your average. It, I mean, the, the comicsology is such a way better way to do it. It is. It's just easier to you can get all you'll of the actually stuff. read them versus. Um, but what they've uh, some big news with comicsology is so they have this comicsology is unlimited. You pay five ninety nine a month, and then you can read whatever you want as much as you want. That's whatever is in the unlimited section, right? Well, kind of like just, Kindle Unlimited on Amazon. It's exactly tied into that I think because Amazon, Amazon owns, owns Comicsology yeah. now. They they ended up buying it out, but it's still two separate things. Um, but like I use my I use my Amazon account to log in to Comicsology. But what they've done is added a ton of DC comics to Comicsology Unlimited, which is huge. They've added DC and Vertigo comics. This is a really big deal because. Uh, like a ton of Batman stories, Aquaman, Superman, Wonder Woman, you know, all of the Justice League, a lot of the stuff they've added to the Comicsology Unlimited. So do we so have you Vertigo pay... Swamp thing? I, I need to find out if it's in there. I don't know. I don't know what exact books they've added, but I know that Comicsology's added a ton of DC and Vertigo titles to their Unlimited, which is huge. That's a it's that's awesome to pay fu- Five ninety nine a month. Even if you only paid one month, you could sit there. If you had a, you know, an easy month, I guess if you didn't have much going on, right? You could you read so many titles. A couple long airplane flights. Or yeah, something. you could take in a lot of comic books for a really, really small amount of money. Is, so, are there any Marvel comics on there? Because Marvel has Marvel Unlimited, which is a separate. Platform. So I doubt it. Then I doubt if if they've got since Marvel has Marvel Unlimited, I doubt they're doing that but with Comicsology. I think if you pay for Marvel Unlimited, you can read the titles through Comic Comicsology. Okay. I think Maybe. I think it's only like 5 bucks a month for Marvel Unlimited. Something like that. I believe you. I've just I've never done that. I've always been a Comicsology guy. Um, I've never done them. I don't read a ton of Marvel titles anyway. I so really, did you I just know really don't. 
um, because I do still collect individual issues. I get them delivered um, to my house mm-hmm. every month. Um, so I have a – you can go to a comic book store and they'll set you up with an online account. And you essentially have what's called a, you know, a pull list or they have whatever that is. Yeah. So you can go pick them up there or you can just have them delivered to your house. But if you do that automatically, have them delivered to your house, you pay like half the price on the cover mm-hmm. price. So that's why I have a hard time getting rid of them. But most of the comics now, when you get the comic, they'll have a code on them, like your Disney movies have or something, where you can actually, um, you know, write in that code and you'll get the digital version of that comic. Yes, on comicsology. Yeah, a lot of them are doing that now. So the main problem I have is I never, I never remember to do that. And those codes expire after like a year. Oh, they do? Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I thought they were like always good. No. So that's something to keep out. I, I shouldn't have said earlier, don't buy the individual issues. I mean, that's a terrible thing to say for somebody that's interested in the comic industry. But individual issues are awesome. There's nothing better than getting an issue of a comic book. Right. To go to the comic book store. There's hand. one everywhere. And go in there, and it's amazing to view all the different covers and stuff. But I'm just saying, it as far as trying to ingest as much as you can, it's a lot easier to do it on digital nowadays. Yeah, I completely agree. I've done it for a long time, uh, and I wonder what a creator would prefer, especially on like an independent. Where do you think they make more money on? Because there's no publishing cost. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't know. I really don't know. I know that they don't make a ton off. You don't make a ton off of selling a book on Amazon almost none so and you don't make a lot selling a book at a comic book store because um diamond takes a bunch of it which is the distributor and then there's got to be a markup and a margin for the store and then you know the publishers got to make their money so the artist and the writer are getting almost nothing out of that yeah unless you're selling millions of copies which doesn't happen not really I mean hundreds of thousands happen but rarely uh, with the main big titles, I think they money. Time. Maybe there's more money to be made in the trade paperbacks and stuff like Probably. that. Probably, you know, a but lot I don't of the, think a lot of the much. independent guys we talk to say, "No, it's direct sales, man. You got to sell them yourself." But I still, I, I feel like the physical copy is probably still making it more money than what a comicsology book is. I just don't feel like it could be that much. Yeah, I don't know. Remember, we talked to a guy at the convention, and his big beef with them. Um, with comicsology was there is no tracking yeah they don't there's no statistics like they can't see how well their book's doing they just like there might be a queue of like here's the money you for this month right send it to you but there's no like which title you can't see which title's doing better than another title that makes you can't no figure sense out how to, to market how stuff do, how can that it's possibly awful man be... if that's true which i'm sure it is that is a nightmare for somebody trying to sell something. Right. If And if it was somebody like us, if we put out our very first book, and I guess if you're if you're raking in a ton of money, you know it's selling well. But if you don't have any, like, statistics or analytics on what's happening. Right. That is a nightmare. Right. You can't, you can't base anything off of that then, I guess. But going back, like, I think the creator themselves probably prefers the physical copy oh i'm sure you know i would i would yeah as a creator ourselves like i would definitely for our whole thing was trying to get a physical copy in our hands of a book that we've created i don't think that really leaves 
Like, I don't think that, that, I guess I would call it a need. I don't know what you'd call it, but that, um, drive go, I don't think that goes away to have that book in your hands and says like, I've created this. I don't think those creators, I don't think it goes away. I'm sure they get used to it. I'm sure they get used to it, but I don't know, man. Like I see Scott Snyder is a huge name and he, he's awesome. He posts things on Twitter all the time about like, yeah, he does. Holy smokes. Like, look at this book, you know, like this book is amazing. I, and sure it's promotion too. Right. Like he's promoting himself. He's promoting DC. He's promoting the book, whatever he's doing. What's he writing on now? I really feel like he's genuine in what he's saying, like how great it is to hold a book in his hand. He's doing uh, the Batman who laughs. Oh, really? I don't know what that is. Oh man, looks really cool. I haven't read any of it, but so Batman's fighting another Batman that is like a Joker, but he's got. I don't know how to. Exp- I don't know how to explain it on a podcast for anybody to understand. Hmm. It's another Joker story, basically, but it's way different than you've ever seen before. If you look up the cover to any of the Batman who laughs, it's wild. Hmm. Looks looks really dark. Which shouldn't surprise anybody when it comes to, you know, what he writes and what Batman is right. in general. I mean, the comic books are pretty dark when it comes to Batman. I've never seen like a happy-go-lucky uh, Batman. <laughs> like no. I never, I never have. It's, oh yeah, this is dark. It's wild looking. Huh. It's and it's it, artist on it. I'm not sure. It's not something that really struck me as something I needed to buy right away and and read. But it does look really interesting. A I don't dark know why. multiverse. It's weird. Dark Knight's metal. Dark Knight metal. It's that's like what the. Metal. Yes, that's what it is. Oh, that was the last series, Dark Knight Metal, and then this spawned off that. The Batman who laughs. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, what other news we got? That was that was the news I had about DC big time. Um, there's a uh, we had a big trailer drop today. Oh, I didn't know what you don't know. No, from. It's a Marvel show. A Marvel show? Uh-huh. TV show. A new one or an existing? Second season. Second season for... Man. Um, Cloak and Dagger? Nope. So that was pretty good, Cloak and Dagger. I never watched it, but you this should is... should definitely watch it. It's bigger than that. Bigger than that. And... I feel like it's bigger than that. Most likely got better numbers, probably. Um, I'm... I don't know. Punisher. Oh, Punisher. That's right. The second Punisher season, season one was um, really good, but like it it's is very, very brutal. Holy smokes, is it brutal? Okay, so I got a funny story about that. So we were, um, me and Marley, my wife, were watching Punisher season one. Yeah. Um, and we watched it the entire time we were in the hospital having our third child. That's right. Okay, so I remember this. I, I remember. brought my fire stick to the hospital, and we had to go like early because it was planned out. Whatever, mm-hmm. we had to go early. And we had to stay a couple days extra. Like we knew we were going to be there for a while, so we were, you know, there for like three or four days. And um, so we started watching the Punisher when we first went in there before she went into labor or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like after they induced and went into labor, we were watching the Punisher because whatever she wasn't in a lot of pain or anything. So um, at first. Um, so anyway, we're watching this and so I got on the fire stick and I got it kind of turned up and I mean, it is a brutally violent show. It's, it's like the most violent show I've the, ever seen. Yeah. It is one of the most violent TV shows 
uh, I've ever watched because there are some there are some times where I really cringe like oh my gosh are they really doing right. that so I'd have to keep the remote in my hand because like the nurses would come in every now and again yeah like to do whatever <laughs> yeah and I'd have to like pause it really quick quick and we had to turn the volume way down and like the subtitles on because like we're in a hospital I mean we're in a private room <laughs> You're but in a room there's yeah. like screaming and gunshots and stuff so we got to turn it down and we're watching it and uh you know, anytime the nurse comes in, I'm like scrambling and grabbing it. And, you know, after about the 10th time of doing that, because we watched it the whole time through, after she had the baby, we, you know, we were there with the baby and we watched it. We finished it yeah. in, the, in the hospital. So, but anytime they, anybody come in, we'd scramble and like, and turn it off really quick. And finally, the <laughs> nurses, nuts. in a couple times I had forgotten and, or like I didn't have the remote near me and I'm like scrambling, trying to find it as like somebody is being tortured in the background and the nurse is like, what is going on? What are these people watching? <laughs> Should they have this child? <laughs> a couple of times I, I, um, I'm like, kept hitting pause and the nurse finally comes in. She's like, you know, every time I come to the door, like you're quickly like hitting pause. Like you don't, you can leave the TV going while I'm in here. I'm like, no, I mean, we're just watching this one show. It's pretty violent. I just. Super. I don't want to have to explain it, so I just pause it. She's just like, okay. She was really weirded out by that answer. Right. <laughs> but, like, what are you guys watching? So man? a little bit later, she and then I could think she was like coming in, like trying to see what was going on or whatever. So, sure, I would be. Yeah. If I if I saw if I saw a patient like turning the TV off like crazy every time I came close to the door, I would absolutely try to get in there and see what you're doing. Yeah. So later on, she's like. What are you guys watching? I'm like, The Punisher. It's a new show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It turns out she'd watched all like the Daredevil and the oh, really? other Netflix shows. So she's like, oh, I didn't know they were making one of those. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just try and pause it really quick because it's, it's, pretty, br- it's like, pretty brutally violent. But anyway, it was good. It was a good show. It is a good depressing, show. Very depressing so, and very violent. Um, I, I'm ill-prepared for me talking about that because I haven't watched the trailer. But it did drop today. Uh, for the second season, and uh, I saw some people commenting about the trailer, and apparently it looks really, really great, really mm-hmm. awesome. Um, I did read an article that the bad guy, the villain in the show, isn't going to go by the same name he had in the comic books. Okay. And, again, ill-prepared on what I'm talking about, I guess, but I don't remember what the villain was. I mean, I honestly don't know much about Punisher, the, the villain though, outside of being a side character in in like Spider Man or and the Daredevil. villain that he was fight that that he's gonna go up against in this season I rem I know the name I cannot think of it I I, I could look it up but I just don't want to have to spend time searching for it but you would know the name of this character but he's apparently not gonna go by the comic book name he's going by something else which I feel like might be a little bit risky to do well the first okay so that was the most non-comic booky show out of all those marvel i I mean you didn't a lot of people probably watched that show had no idea it was based on a comic book or had anything to do yeah you're right because it was more like a war drama and honestly i didn't know that it was based off a comic book when the first movie came out john pilgrim Punisher season two villain explained who is John Pilgrim. Okay, I don't remember that name. That's not what I read. I don't know. Is um, that like John Smith who married Pocahontas? Um, not the I same guy, probably. John Pilgrim, a man who left behind a life of violence, but is, uh, I don't know. But anyway, yeah. So uh, I, 
I need to watch it. Looks really cool. I loved the first season, so I, I'm kind of excited about the second because it hits. I don't know if you've got a little bit of a brutal streak in you where you want to see gets want to see people <laughs> get beat sure. up real bad. Get into this show. So I got some news I pulled up. Yeah. Um, thieves steal one hundred thousand dollars worth of rare comic books in Las Vegas. Unbelievable! Why is there a hundred thousand dollars worth of rare comic books in Las Vegas to begin with? <laughs> well, it was a guy's private collection. Oh, um, it included Amazing Spider-Man, like the first Spider-Man, which is worth the first one. Well, I mean, it must number be. one. It says the crown jewel was the Amazing Spider-Man. I don't know what. Holy! Smokes. He had the entire run one to seven hundred. Here's that the deal, sounds like though. an eBay night for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. Is it, is it, um, the the first Spider-Man is not amazing Spider-Man, right? No, I don't think so. I don't think so That should be like totally off the top of my head, but. You should know this. You're the spider guy. Yeah, I don't know what, what I'm doing here. I can see the cover. Um, it is amazing fantasy. That's right. I knew that. Amazing fantasy. 15. So. That's worth millions of dollars, You're but that's kidding. not there. That's, that's not, not there if it's hundred. It's Amazing Spider-Man right? one, so it's probably. I mean, it's the first in that either Spider-Man way. run. It's still either like way hundreds of really big of deal because not nobody else has that. Yeah, but it's a pretty rare book. Um, I don't know what condition it was in, but obviously it's a hundred thousand dollar collection. So most of that money I, is probably that one book. So let's talk about how this process had to happen for this dude to come in and steal this stuff. Think about how people keep comic books in a house, right? Or even if you keep it in like a vault or a they closet. They sawed through a storage unit. Oh, he had them in a storage unit. Yeah. See. And stole $100,000 worth of comic books and collectibles, it said. Well, that's that. Whoever owns that, that's his fault. You need to have that stuff in your house. Uh, most of the comic books, or some of the comic books, belong to a charity. Critical Care Comics. We deliver comic books to kids in school while dressed as superheroes. Why do they have why do they have a hundred thousand dollars worth of comic books for a charity? Well, um this guy had it's just collect he's been collecting for over twenty five years. He's been collecting these books and he had just donated a lot of them to charity or earmarked them for charity and he went around dressed as a superhero and would deliver them to kids in hospitals. The the, the guy books. that owned it. Yeah, but the good, like well, the good I expensive probably, books. I don't know, probably not. But okay, he's got a good quote. This does not only affect me and my son, but it did have an impact on my charity as well. Said Ballard. <laughs> I just want my books back. Can you give me my books back? <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'll let it go. I don't. I don't know if the police will. That's <laughs> literal quote. I just want my books back. The man. thieves drew away in a dark four-door Saturn or Nissan. One of the two. <laughs> Oh, that narrows it down. Narrows it down. Could be a Chevy, could be a Ford, could be a Toyota. Life storage in West and yeah. well, anyway, unbelievable though. I, I, I don't know. I still so obvious. I probably so I'd he's probably, got a charity. That's great. I love that. I like how you give books to people. But if you've got these really expensive books, well, yeah, keep them in your house, man. I mean, pro- most likely a few of those are worth a lot of money. Most of them are probably worth. Not that much money. But. Either way, he lost $100,000 worth of comic right. books. If I had $100,000 worth of comic books, I'm going to have them like, displayed. Yeah, I'd probably have them in a safety deposit box. 
That seems bank. a little bit more responsible. But then again, what good are they doing there? I don't know. I'd probably go on the old Route 47 storage units and throw them in there. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently this guy did. Just leaks of water coming <laughs> yeah. in from the... Yeah. I got I... some valuable comics. You do. You do. Much more valuable than I. Semi-valuable. I don't know. My most valuable is probably... Um, that Daredevil, so yeah. I think it's seven. It's a, I think it's seven. First red suit Daredevil. That's awesome. It's probably worth a couple hundred bucks. I'll give you ten. I got um the first cloak and dagger. You do? Mm-hmm. I don't know much about this cloak and dagger stuff. I got. I think I got the first. Well, I got. Oh well, my most valuable is uh, first appearance of Deadpool. I got two copies. Oh, of that. geez, yeah. They're worth about a thousand dollars each. I'll give you sixty bucks. No. Right now. Cash. I don't know what... I, they're not graded, so I don't know what... Cash in hand, Chris. I don't know what kind of... Um, I don't know what they're actually worth, but... Oh. If, they were mean, per, if they were graded out perfect, they'd be worth a grand, probably. So my 60 is looking good, then. Well... No? Probably not. Oh. All right, well, offer still stands whenever you want to take it. I got a first appearance of um, Black Cat, I think. Hmm. That sounds intriguing. I don't know. I gotta go back and look. I got a bunch of Sounds really unlucky. <laughs> I like the black cat. It's always been a really favorite character of mine. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's a good question. It yeah, I think it's a very valid question. Anyway, any more news? Um Well, I got um the ten most anticipated comic book movies of two thousand and nineteen. I'm gonna let you guess. I mean, what you think they are? The most anticipated movies of 2019, comic book movies. Yeah, there's ten of them. Are there any other kind of movie, really? So, um, what do you think is number one? Avengers, Endgame. Wait a second. Oh, they're not ranked. Oh, how about you rank them in your brain? Well, it's hard. okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know that came out this year. Ooh, this is a good list. Okay, so let's uh, go through it. I mean, Avengers is on it, for sure. Avengers Endgame's on it. Captain Marvel's on it. Captain Marvel is on it. Is is Black Panther number two coming out this nope. season? I do not year? believe that's coming nope. out this year. Uh, Guardians 3? What's the deal with um, uh, Captain Marvel? Like, There's a lot of people complaining there about is? Brie Larson like having no expression. I, I haven't. I, don't know. I haven't heard. Any I'm really of that. looking forward to that movie. It looks I am amazing. super psyched about that movie. I I am very psyched about that movie. That character is awesome. That character is phenomenal. Read Captain Marvel because it's fun stuff. Yeah. I started reading it and it's fun stuff. Uh, actually, okay. Well, I'll talk about this later. Okay. I'll talk about this next. Also, uh, Avengers next. Endgame looks amazing. So. It, it really does. I, I really want to know who dies. What else we got? Because there's eight more. Holy smokes. So Guardians 3. Nope. That's not on there either? Uh, I don't know if it's not coming out this year. It must not be coming out this year. Jeepers. The uh, other Marvel movie is Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, Marvel movie you're saying. So there's some DC movies then. There couldn't be. I don't there know of any. is a bunch more. Holy there sp- are some DC. Uh, there, first of all, there's another Marvel movie, um, a Fox picture. Two of them. X Men movies. Mm-hmm. Really, I didn't know they were making any more X Men. Oh movies. Yeah, yeah. 
So there. Oh, in. there's the Phoenix, Dark, Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Yes. And Jean Grey, I believe, is pay- played by the girl from Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, uh, Sansa Stark. Sansa Stark. Whatever her real name is. Um, it is... That movie... Yeah. Oh, you know Jennifer Lawrence is still in it? Yeah, because she's still... Uh, what's what's that? Is it Sophie Turner? Is Sophie that? Turner, okay. yep. And still got that, McAvoy That and trailer looks really, really good. Okay. I, I love that. I love Dark Phoenix. I love... Me too. It's one of my favorite comic storylines ever. Yes. I've been obsessed. I, like, I love that storyline. She's... They did They did Dark Phoenix so, in X-Men 2, right? They did. Uh, not, not very, very well, well, but... No. Not very. That well. was a good movie. I love I love all the X Men movies because I was young. But they and they it was the first over it really fast. They were like the first of its kind. Really, they were like the first really big comic book movies that came out. But yeah, they did do the Dark Phoenix uh, with Jean Grey. So and she's awesome, dude. That character is awesome. Yeah, and yeah, the whole Phoenix. I hope they do that movie well. That could potentially those I, new X Men movies. The last, well, maybe not as much Apocalypse, but Days of Future Past, and then the one before that, uh, First Class. First Class. Those are Loved spectacular. Them. Yeah, movies. they are. They're amazing. That that they're, reboot. They get totally under. Nobody talks about them. They don't. I think it's because the whole Hugh Jackman era of things kind of overshadowed them, just because that was like the first iteration of x-men and everybody like clung on to those right and then they felt like they were trying to do something different with the the younger people and they were he was in that movie they were but hugh jackman because because wolverine doesn't really age but he was in days of future past yeah i know and he had a cameo in first class yeah but the the characters are awesome you can't go wrong with those characters and i think the actors were better they definitely were i mean i love jennifer lawrence i think she's Fantastic, yeah. first yes. off. But um, this is a first-time director, Simon Kinberg. Hmm. Um, a lot That's, of the other ones that were... That kind of The me. other ones were Matthew Vaughn. Was that... Did he I do don't know. The other ones? Anyway. I'm not sure who the director so, were. So, to get you to the next one, James McAvoy is in um, Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. He's Professor X. Yes. He is in another comic book movie this year. James McAvoy is in another do, 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 comic book do, movie do, this do, year. Do, do. Is he still playing uh, Magneto? No, and he never played Magneto. Wait, James McAvoy. Which yeah. one's that? Professor X. Oh, so there's another Professor X movie? No, he's in another unrelated really? comic book movie, not X-Men related. Oh. Um, I'll give you a hint. Bruce Willis is also in it. Glass? Yeah. Oh, yes, Glass, because he's the split character. I don't know his name. Okay, so here's I my never question saw on Split. this. Does this count as a comic book movie? Because it was never a comic book. I don't... According to everyone, it does. Kevin Smith said it does. It counts as a comic book But it's book not movie. a... It never was a comic. I thought Unbreakable was. I don't think so. I don't think so. It stems... I thought it's No, the movie... From a, in the movie, like, he's a comic book... Um, not a comic... The movie has a lot to do with comic books, but it was never an actual comic book. Oh, it was I, an M Night Shyamalan. No, I know, I know Shyamalan. he made it, but Shyamalan. I loved that movie. I loved Unbreakable. Unbreakable is a great movie. I never saw Split. I've never even heard of Split. Oh well, yeah, that's the other character that James McAvoy plays. Oh, I didn't even never heard of that movie. I literally never heard of it. Oh yeah, Split. It so just it's came this out guy, last year. It's this guy that uh, has like split personalities, and he does what huh. he needs to that do. That was a movie. Yeah. 
Did that come like direct to DVD or something? No, not at all. It was a big deal. No. Yes, did very well at the box office. Stop it. Just okay. I've I've never heard <laughs> of this movie. Yes. Apparently it did very well and James McAvoy's acting was like out of this world good. Huh. Because he has split personalities. And it was and it was like part of that series. Four different characters. Yeah. It just came out last year and then Glass is coming out next year. Okay. This year. And Samuel L. Jackson. Uh huh. I think it looks interesting. Yeah, it's getting terrible reviews. I'm, it is getting terrible reviews. That's what I read, is that the reviews of it were just horrendous. Well, I'll go see so, it. I'll go to the theaters and see it. Next one? I don't know if I would see that in theaters, but I'll let you see it in theaters, and then I'll make my decision after that. Next. This Boy, one you're not going to get. It's Alita Battle Angel. I showed you. We talked about it on the podcast before. We did. Like an anime, but in live action. Looks cool. I'd see it. It's Robert Rodriguez. Love Robert Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. He's very good. Very yeah. good director. Um, so I'm I'm really interested in that. I what, think it's already been out, though. I don't think it's out yet. Or I mean, I think it's already been out. So how many is that? So that's Captain Marvel, Avengers, Avengers. Uh, let's say Glass, uh, X-Men. Dark Phoenix, Battle Angel. That's Battle five. Battle Angel. That's five. So there's three more. Five more. Five more. Holy smokes! Yeah. Do you need a hint? Cheapers. Uh, there's not another Ant Man movie. There's not gonna be a Flash. I don't think this year. Is there a Flash on that schedule? Um. Well, no. But there is another DC movie. Wonder Woman two. No. A little more lighter fare from DC. Uh, Trying to lighten things up. Lighten things up. Trying to go the comedy route. Comedy from DC? With a super nerd in the lead role. Zachary Levi or Levy. I don't know how you pronounce his name. I think it's Levi. I don't know. I don't remember what he looks like. Oh, shoot. I knew that. He played Chuck. He was in Chuck. That that looks like a really good movie. It does. It looks funny and interesting. The trailer looks really good. Shazam. I think it's uh Go check it people out. People probably need to not be expecting a you know, a hardcore um comic book movie. It looks like no. a comedy, straight comedy. It's like a it's like a duo comedy kind of thing. I mean, like I guess two. it could probably pull like an Ant Man vibe. Sure. I think I think that's exactly what it's gonna pull. His suit looks a little corny. Looks like the comic book though. Well, Looks a little, it looks like fake muscly, but maybe that's what it they're does. going for. I think that I think it is. Okay, so another one is um, one that you we've already talked about, so you should get it, but you're not going to. Um, but there is an actor in it from the mo- the show Stranger Things. Hellboy. Yep, Hellboy, April twelfth. So that has also been getting terrible reviews just from its, it's trailer. It's just from its trailer. And it was all over Reddit. That's all That's all I'm basing this off of. But I watched the trailer. I sent it to my buddy Nate, because Nate likes that too. And I I loved the first set of Hellboy movies. I think they're great. Uh, I liked the trailer for this. Yeah, I thought, I thought the trailer thought looked the trailer really looked good, good. But everybody was ragging on it. Definitely like, a lighter, um, more funny take. See, and now everybody was talking about how they didn't want it to be that. They wanted it to be closer to the comic books. They wanted it to be darker. Apparently, the director had said it was going to be that. Like, he was keeping it close to the original content. And I, I never read any Hellboy, but I thought I. it had had some humor in it, right? And 
Yeah, but they're not like spot on. Okay. Quick quips like he was doing like um in the trailer. Ah oh, shoot, I can't remember the very first the very first thing Hellboy says is like uh, kind of like a dad joke almost. It was like so spot on and not very funny. And everybody ragged on that. Like Hellboy would never say those things. Like he would mm. never make that joke. So I don't know. I'm still excited about I'll, it. I'll see I'm going to go I will absolutely go see that. We um, got two more both um going to be on the weird edgy side. One from DC, one from Marvel. Oh, really? One DC, one Marvel. Uh weird both of them are weird edgy side. Yeah. Doctor Strange too? No, no, nope. So it's in the X Men universe. Uh, okay. I won't keep you in suspense. It's um, New Mutants. New Mutants. Have you not seen the trailer for that? I have not. Oh, that's been, the trailer's been out for like a year now. You're kidding me. Um, for a while, yeah. It's uh, they're doing the New Mutants. It's a, a very different take. So it is. Um, I didn't know they're this. going for horror. It's like a horror movie, kind of like um, Legion. Very much like Legion. It's all inside like a mental institution. Oh, yeah. And it's about these kids, these mutants who are put away in this mental institution. I've and seen. And they're having like psychotic breaks and okay. stuff like that. I've seen the trailer. So it's a I horror take. I, I didn't find much interest in, in uh, you know, it, it didn't look like my thing. Yeah. We're I, not, I, I we're not think, really horror people, though. I don't think I'd see it. I mean, I'd see it. on. I wouldn't go to the theaters and see it. Yeah. It's R-rated. The last one is... Um, uh joker oh yeah joaquin phoenix it's joaquin phoenix yeah very much looking forward to that i am too it looks really director good. todd phillips the it's that everything i'm hearing about that this is good news and so this is the one thing that i've agreed with with mark bernardin and i think i've said it actually on this podcast before I don't agree with Mark Bernardin much. Mark Bernardin is a co-host of Fat Man Beyond. Don't agree with him on it, almost anything. So here's the thing, though. Here's what draws me. I think I appreciate him and like him more than I give him credit for because I talk about him so much, because his opinions are so like adjacent to mine that I kind of cling on to him and I want to hear what he has to say. Because I do appreciate his opinion. I think it comes from like a good place, and I think he's doing a really good job at reviewing things. We just don't see eye-to-eye on right. those reviews. But First and, of all, he doesn't like anything. No, he doesn't. And this is, what, this is what he said about the Joker movie, and I did tend to agree with him, was that we don't necessarily need an origin story for the Joker. The Joker is the Joker. He's chaos. He's uh, there is no origin story. Insane. I mean, He's there like, are multiple origin stories, but there's no definitive. No, origin there isn't story. a different. No, there isn't. And, but, and actually, the fact that there's been several different ones lends to the fact that it, this is perfect. He's yeah, the perfect character to do it, this with. It makes the character better with that. And but what he was saying was like nobody, nobody really wanted to see a movie that was was trying to recreate this character and give him an origin and i agreed with him at first i agreed i thought you know you're right because i don't want to see a batman origin story again and i don't necessarily need that crazy chaotic like 
sporadic. You don't know what's going to happen with the Joker. You don't need to see the beginnings of him. But once I saw footage from the movie and I saw a little bit about it, I'm I'm all in. Like so I'm going to throw what, my money. Do you at know this. what route they're going? Are they he's, going like the stand-up comedian? Yes, route? he's like the sad stand-up okay, comedian. So that is clown, an origin, but he's a clown, right? You know, obviously as as a comedian, and I think, but he's not in the comic. So there is an origin. Something in, happens to him. I'm assuming that makes him evil. What? Okay, which which this is again. Anybody who's in the cast is going to be like disowning me right now. Which book is it where they tell that origin of him of of uh, Joker where he's a stand-up comic, and then he becomes like the... The one, um... Oh, geez, why can't I think of it? It's, um... Is it Killing Joke? Killing Joke, is yes. Is it uh, Killing Dark Knight Returns? I no, it's Killing Joke. Killing Joke, okay. So are they going that route? I don't know. It doesn't look the same as that. Okay. Because I liked that origin. I thought love it was it. cool, but... I love that book. But, again, there... I mean, for all anybody knows, there could be different Jokers. Well, and there were supposed to be two movies coming out. There's one, not even a name for the... I mean, there are many different names, but yeah, there's no, no definitive name for the Joker. Just the Joker. Right. There's but no I mean, back... There's no, there like, wasn't original that. name. There wasn't in The Killing Joke. Yes, there was. But that um, was not... I don't think that was just a standard. There's supposed to be two movies coming out. This There was supposed to be, but they dropped the other one off. Um, and I think they dropped the other one off because they saw how good... The Joaquin Phoenix movie looked. To was be the other one Jared Leto? It was. I don't need any more of that. Nope. I don't want any Get more of that. Get it out of here. That was. Re- I was so I don't excited even, for that. I, I really. I okay. I was excited for it because I thought he. I thought he was a good actor. Uh, I, I shouldn't say. I in thought what? he in is what? a good actor. In what? Um, Dallas Buyers Club. Very good in that. Yeah. I can't think of another one. Um, he was in Fight Club. He was. Uh huh. Well, he was really good in Dallas Buyers Club, but I can't think of another movie I've really liked him in. I don't know. I don't remember any other movies besides those two, but I know he's been <laughs> in a lot more. Well, anyway, he was... I hated that part of that movie. But I, I thought he could be a really good actor, and I thought he could do a really good job at that. As soon as I saw a picture of the Joker, though, awful, I was like... with the tattoos. That's not like chaos. That. No. The tattoos, that, the ha-ha-ha tattoos no, and all that stuff. I'm like, that's ridiculous. not what the Joker... I don't know. Whatever. It was ridiculous. But I Will Smith was great in that movie. Yeah, he was really great. But that movie Will was, Smith is great in most movies that he that, does. That, that, the best part of that movie is when they did the little, like, the little mini character introductions to all the... Yeah, and that was really cool. Everything about Will Smith. I hated in that movie the like faceless uh, bad guys. Like all those little... Like, I don't that was the way they that they got away with like PG-13. just killing a bunch of people. They wanted a PG-13 rate, rating in a movie that should have clearly been an R-rated movie. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't go R-rated because they already had Logan out. Right. They should have went R-rated. It was a that was a fail of a movie that I still I actually I went to theaters and saw that. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good time. Here's the big It's miss. like a popcorn flick that didn't hold any weight I, to anything. It was totally fine. I I mean I enjoyed it. It just wasn't a good movie, but it doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. Right. I agree. But I will say they really missed an opportunity with Will Smith as Deadshot. Yep. A great character. They should have just made a standalone Deadshot movie. They still could. And then he should pop up in Batman movies mm-hmm. or other movies. They could do a, um, a Zazel. 
yes movie that would be really good what i want to see is a talon movie they should just make court of owls i think so i think they really should make a court of owls i don't know could you do it with ben affleck or is he too old um i liked ben affleck as a batman but i think we need to move on I don't think so. I mean, I liked him as Batman. I like him as Batman, but he's an old Batman. He is an old Batman. I get it. And Court of Owls would be an earlier. I'm 100% on board with what they Kevin did Smith Court talks of Owls, about. Kind of in Gotham. In Gotham, yeah. But, it's but not that's great. not That's not the same. The Sacred Order of St. Dumas. I'm I'm 100% on uh, Kevin why are they not, Smith's side. Why did I say Azazel? I meant Azrael. Azrael, yeah. I knew what you meant. Why don't they do that? Can I finish I my thought? Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Um, now now I'm blanking. No, I'm 100% on board with Kevin Smith when he says something I can't remember since you kept interrupting me. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and I really can't. Uh, what what the heck was it? What were you talking about? The problem is I was reading as you were I know. You talking. kept doing it. Now it's ruined. Might as well delete this whole podcast. <laughs> Sorry, Jerry. Anyway. I really don't remember. <laughs> now it's going to take me off. Something. Suicide Squad. Will Smith. Kevin Smith. Talking about Suicide Squad. Yeah. Talking about Deadshot. Deadshot. I don't remember. Anyway. Moving on. Yep, moving on. So, that's, uh, is that the news? Most anticipated. Um, oh, I mean, yeah, we were still on the anticipated I think movies. that was all of the movies. There's most anticipated comics of 2019. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but I would like to see if you've heard of any of these books. Comics of 2019? Yeah. Most anticipated actual books. Yeah. Okay, so, just read them off. I'm not <clears throat> guessing. Them. Assassination. Image Comics. Um, that's mm-hmm. a, a woman who wrote on the unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Oh, that um, apparently is very But this is, looks good. like a different uh, book. I don't know anything about it. Um. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer by Boom. I've read a little Buffy the Vampire Slayer comics. They're usually very good. I like the TV show. Mm-hmm. I will probably check that comic out. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Heard of that. Um, supposed to be good this year. Check it out. I've never read a Guardians of the Galaxy comic book. Nope. How I Tried to Be a Good Person. By Yuli Lust. So that right there, those are the type of comic books that make me think like I can absolutely do this because that that the name of that comic book sounds ridiculous to me. Uh, it's autobiographical material, and she's got it published, and it's on the most anticipated list. Fantagraphics. Okay, yeah, it's probably like the best comic ever. And now you're. I know it probably is, but that's what. <laughs> like, if you can name a comic book. That name. Okay, here's one that you'll be interested in. It's by Dark Horse. It's by G. Willow Wilson. I like her. It's a creator-owned project. Is this like the future thing? Invisible Kingdom. Invisible. I just read a. I just read a thing about that today. It was another Twitter thing. Um, Brian Michael Bendis. Sci-fi. Sci-fi. Yeah. Looked really good. That looks really awesome. I will check that out. Uh, Marvel Action Black Panther. On IDW. Interesting. Really? Uh, last year, Marvel had started a partnership with IDW. Um, yeah, I probably won't read that. No. That's it. That's the most anticipated 2019. I could probably pick some different books. I think so. 
but yeah, that that king invisible kingdom does sound really really good. Looks cool. I I've been huge into alternative books, indie books, something different than superheroes. I just feel like we're so inundated with mo- superhero movies now. Yeah, that I, mean, I just I don't want to turn to the superhero books anymore. I want something different, something deeper. You yeah. know, like I feel like real. me and you. Especially over the last, I don't know, 10 years or so or whatever. Um, never really read a lot of the superhero stuff. No. Well, I take that back. There is some. We that, have. That Mark Wade Daredevil run. Gosh. Mark Wade's just good in general. Like, Mark um, Wade's a very good writer, and I'm jealous of his ability. What am I talking about? That Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo run on Batman? Yeah, we, we have. That. That's what I mean. Oh, we have the way, read them. but In a past comic book, we were trying to figure out the series where Joker takes over, or the Riddler takes over. Yeah, it comes after Court of Owls. Um, zero Year. Zero Year, yes. That's exactly what happens after Court of Owls, Zero Year. Is that what's right after? Yes. No, no, right. no there's death, in, death of the Family after that. That's right. Court of Owls, Death of the of the Family, Zero Year, which runs into that it ends at Zero Year. That's the last Scott Snyder well, run, we're isn't it? Find out here. Because he I don't think Scott Snyder started writing the stuff where uh where uh uh Lieutenant Gordon takes over in that like mechanical Batman. That's where suit. I stopped reading it. I did too because I don't I don't like that. But I, I think it's just a temporary. It is. It's only like five issues, and I found that out later, and I felt bad because I felt like I should have stuck with it. I just really did not like him in a mechanical Batman suit, and I didn't enjoy those issues. So, Did you read any of Snyder's run on Swamp Thing? No. Oh, first of all, Court of Owls, City of Owls, Death of the Family. Court of Owls. City of Owls, Death of the Family, Zero Year. And then box set two includes, these are available in paperback box sets, by the way, on Amazon, which now that I know, I will be purchasing. <laughs> um, and then uh, Court of Owls, Death of the Family, Zero Year. And box set three includes, I don't want to have to clip out too much dead air here, but uh, Endgame. End the game. Volume seven, end game. I don't remember that. No. I know I read it. Yeah, I read that too. I read all of it, but uh Okay. It's very good. Either way, if that's again, if you guys want to get into something of Batman and Maybe Endgame was newer, the one with Joker or with Riddler. Maybe. Because it seems Because he took over all of Gotham City. But that seems like a zero year type I thought thing. it was. I thought it was, but it's it's all very good. Yeah. But a- anyway, we we haven't read very many superhero books though. And it's that that's basically well, I mean really really I think that was the last like full run of any superhero comic that I've actually re- read. I started reading All-Star Batman and I've uh, went back and read a lot of older stuff. Some other recent batman that's i think scott snyder was right writing that all-star batman other than that i really haven't read much i mean i've definitely gone back and wrote read older stuff yeah like i got um tons of older spider-man that i've been reading even lately i was just reading one the other day 
I was reading Grim Hunt, which is really good. Okay. Um, I read a bunch of Batman Incorporated, which yeah. was um, really good. Yeah, it is very good. I've read that. And um, isn't that Grant Morrison, right? It is. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I've been reading a lot of older stuff. But as far as new superhero comics, I think you were reading Invincible a little bit. Yeah, I read some Invincible. But again, I don't know. I don't know if I really consider that like... I guess no. it, it is superhero, but I, it's more sci-fi stuff. I've definitely been following all the Deadpool. I've been reading all the Deadpool. Yeah. And you were reading some Logan. So we've been reading That's some stuff. True. Yeah, I guess so, once you say that. <laughs> but there was a lot of indie books. Like One of them was called Black Road, and it uh, involved like Vikings, kind of. And they literally... Um, I guess I don't want to give away the whole premise, but they they literally just have to follow this road to go save people from mm-hmm. their village. Um, and on this road, it's very treacher- treacherous. People die because of these little clans I don't know if and I've stuff. Heard that one, but it's really neat. Really neat book. Uh, it's different, and it's all so the the art the art is very um, I don't know how to not primitive, but kind of sloppy ish okay. kind of and the but the colors they use are all like like gray blues and blacks it's it's very interesting i don't hmm. know how to explain what it was but it, called it fits again? the style really good black road black road i'll check that out yeah i was reading a little bit of um we stand on guard oh yeah that's pretty good that's a brian k vaughn book yeah there's I haven't only, gotten that far into it. But. It's only like seven issues or 12 issues. I think it's just a one-year run. I have all of them. Yeah. I um, I haven't read. I think I bought the first issue, single issue. I read that. That's all I've, I think I've, all oh, I've okay. read. I've got all the rest of them if you want them. Yes, I do. Okay. Do you got on my comiXology or? No, actual physical issues. I'm just looking at um, 2008, the best of. And we're done with that section, but. That's interesting. Um, East of West is on there. East of West is a really good book. Yeah, I had that in my top ten. Doomsday Clock is on there. Have not read any of the new. I started Doomsday Clock, and it's uh, it's good. I need to read a lot more of it because there's a huge story going on there. So apparently, the new Batman's really good. Tom King's Batman. Yep, I've not read it. I, I haven't read any of it. I need to catch up on Batman. They're always Batman's always good. It always has good writers. Yeah, that's where everybody wants to go. Yeah, we talked about that once before. Like, of course, Batman's good because all of the best writers want to be on Batman because it's a huge title, right? And it gets some places. How you can know. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers be on this list? That, I, I, that's stupid. That's a probably like a YA. Thing. Oh, here's one that um, dude mentioned the other day. Uh, at Star Wars Darth Vader. Run. Oh yeah, it was really good. I had started getting the the Marvel Star Wars books. Yeah, um, me too. I but I I canceled it. I I didn't. I wasn't reading them. I don't know why I canceled it. I should have kept them coming. But I, I, they it's gotten really good reviews. Well, I have them because really I've been collecting it since they launched. Marvel oh, you launched have. Them. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's good. It looked really good, but then Darth Vader spawned off of that. Right. I don't doing, have it. I don't have those. They were doing that separate. I read it, some of those on Comixology. Okay. I haven't read any of them. That's that would be a really good present for my brother. My brother is obsessed with Darth Vader. 
It's oh. his favorite character by far. Uh, if I got that for him, like he he would really he'd really enjoy that. Well, he probably listens, so maybe now, I think he I think he listens some, but I don't think he listens as much as you think, even though he's my brother. <laughs> so should we go on to our le- where are we at time wise? Yeah, um, we're hour and a half, so we should go on to the next section. Um, just kidding, because we cut and. In the meantime, I found two two pieces of information I found interesting. Did you know they're making a Justice League Dark movie? No, I didn't have any clue about a Justice League Dark. But so that this was originally a the uh, animated movie, right? Right. That I still haven't watched. You need, I need to watch to. that. What are you I doing, man? I don't know. It's fantastic. Kids. So they made in I don't know how many years ago, several years ago. They made an animated movie, yeah. DC Animation. It's one of their best. It's really, really good. Um, but apparently they're making a live-action version, and that's going to be amazing. And it's uh, Guillermo del Toro. Which is unbelievable. Who did the Hellboy movies. Is I, it in production? I believe Must so. Must be if they're putting it up on... Well, I don't know. There's a lot of movies on here. I'm looking at uh, upcoming comic book movies. I'm on page 50, and I know for a fact some of these aren't happening anymore. Right. Like, I don't think they're making the batman anymore no i'm pretty sure that was scrapped and you said they're making joker and harley quinn but you said that you think that's scrapped i thought that was scrapped too because of the other joker movie that came out or at least they'll they'll just say it's pushed back booster gold but they'll continue to push it back booster gold is happening i thought yeah so it seems like it um the other one that i was really excited for that i saw on here that um is going to be a DC animated movie, and I'm sure rated R DC animated movie is they're making Batman Hush, and they it comes are? out next year. It's already being made. Oh, that's man. going to be amazing, folks. Yes, that's that's one of my books that I think you guys should read. Uh, read that book before you see the I movie. Think maybe we should do. Let's do on the next episode. Maybe both of us could read through that book again, and we'll do a short uh, little review of it because. I think that's a really good book for new readers. It is. It's it's awesome. It's a really fun book. I mean, you don't really have to know anything that you don't already know about Batman. Right. To read it. There's so much stuff that goes on. It's pretty standalone. It's really good. So those were two. But anyway, on to the last or on to the next section. Maybe the last section. Uh, what are you watching, Jerry? So can we get some like little bit of theme music? Like Oh yeah. What are you watching, Jerry? What are you like watching? like a clip, you know, like a <laughs> no, not that. No, I mean like oh. a pre-produced, like a little. Oh, okay. I thought you meant me make my own music. Well, I like that. <laughs> no, apparently these like microphones it. are really good for beatboxing. They are. I'm a good beatboxer. I won't try that. So, now, but what are you watching, Jer? Recently, I haven't watched too much besides this one show uh, on Netflix. It just came out uh, within the last week or so it has had to have been the last week i've never seen it until this last week since we recorded the last podcast it's called i i believe it's called seven days out okay not heard of this at all so this is on netflix it is it's really really cool so there's i believe eight episodes or nine episodes could be seven episodes i kind of skipped around all it is the premise of this show is that they show you seven days from a big event. So one of them 
that I really, really enjoyed was seven days out from Cassini's last mission. So Cassini probe that they sent up to Saturn uh, 20 years ago, turns out, which I was not aware of that. But they sent this probe up to Saturn 20 years ago. It actually it launched in 97, but it got there in 99. And they've been monitoring Saturn, its rings, its orbit, uh, the uh, that moon that it's got a uh, Titan. Yeah. Uh, they sent a probe down on Titan. That's the one that could be like the earth replacement or they found water. Yeah. Salt water on that. Wait, no, I'm thinking of Europa. Yeah. But Titan Maybe. was another one too, because they it's thought got, they found water. They've got, it has salt water, water, but it's under the crust of the moon. Okay. So we just got to break that. They thought it was a frozen, like they thought, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> crack it open. <laughs> So they thought they thought it was a frozen moon. That's what they had assumed, but no, it's got liquid water on it. Anyway, um, so they've been studying Saturn for twenty years and getting a bunch of data, and it was seven days out from when they crashed it into Saturn's uh, atmosphere. And the reason they did that is because Titan has water on it, and they do not want to contaminate anything oh, in space interesting. and the only way they could do that with that probe not being space garbage and contaminating other places is by crashing it into saturn because so of saturn's atmosphere they control it they did yeah they were controlling everything on that probe still so what solar powered i have no idea how it was well, it powered be, right but there was this one lady how long does it take to get a signal there to tell it to like turn it was like instant because they were seeing real-time information from it. Well, the They're speed of light there. is really fast. Exactly. And every Wait. everything was by the speed of light. They is were it saying though? the signals were from the speed of light. Okay. And so they're controlling it somehow with light, not with radio. They, they send code to it, basically, uh, to a computer. And it like flashes. Yeah. And then the, the computer gets gets the information and it makes... But they do this all in like in advance. So they have it set up for certain times for it to do things. So they already had it set up in the computer for it to, its last orbit was to go around Titan and use, because there was no fuel left on this probe satellite. And the last bit of fuel that it had was to get around Titan, basically. And then it used Titan's gravity to throw itself into Saturn. Folks, these people are a lot smarter than us. Unbelievable. <laughs> and it, it was just really fun to watch because the the there was a engineer that was kind of in charge of most of the mission, but she helped build she was one of the first women ever to help build a satellite like this and she engineered it and helped build it, put it all together, and then she's been on the program ever since. So any problems or anything that happened to this probe, she knew everything about it so everything went through her and uh it was just fun to watch like it was like a child of hers almost she acted like it was something in her family they all did and then like seven days out they just count down to the last day and then you see the final day of it crash and then they celebrate and everything and and then that's the end of the show but they had that one for cassini's space probe and then they had uh I think uh, I did see the the Kentucky promo Derby for this, because they, they did the Westminster Dog Show. Yes, that's the very first episode was the Westminster's Dog Show. That's why I could never watch that show because anytime there's a dog on TV, my dog freaks out. Oh, really? Like crazy. So I saw that, that and I'm like, I can't watch. That this. was a really good episode though too. Of, of 
you don't realize what goes into that show. It's like, weird. It's incredible. Because uh, I did see the little promo for that show, and it looked like the, um, I don't know what you would call it, the um, cinematography looked really good. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Like, the ang- like the, whoever shot it, it yeah. looked really good. It's a, it's a, ama- the whole show is amazing. Um, and then there was one about a, a restaurant, because I'm a big into watching like food shows. There's one about a restaurant, um, the Kentucky Derby. There was one about like this fashion show. I didn't watch that one. Uh, the Cassini Space Probe. And then what was the last one? Um, maybe that was the Kentucky Derby. Either way, really good show. Really well produced. And like you said, the cinematography in it is, is phenomenal. But the stories, the way they put these stories together, the seven days leading up to this event, just really cool. I think that's a show everybody should watch. It's neat. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I'm going to watch it tonight. 11 Madison Park. That's the, uh, that's the, uh, that's restaurant. the restaurant. They revamped this restaurant. And League of Legends. Professional I video game. Okay, that's the one I didn't watch yet. I need okay, to see that. That looks cool. Chanel Fashion Show. That's the one I didn't watch. I didn't watch it. Okay. I'm going to check that show out because I like... Um, They're 40... At night when I go to bed, I like putting on something like that. Like I've been putting on the, um, the 90s. I watched the 90s. Yeah, that's a really good show. That was pretty good. Um, I... Uh, was it? I fell asleep to that. That's what I think I fell asleep to last night when I thought I was going right. to write stuff. The 90s, and then I watched the 80s. It wasn't as good as the 90s. No, the 90s was really good because it's like our childhood. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then it was. you remember everything that you saw in the 90s, but now you're looking at it through the eyes of an adult, and you're like, holy crap. Like, I it's crazy. The- like, um, I didn't really, a lot changed in the 90s. You know, like so much. And I don't think that everybody just kind of glosses over that decade. Like they glorify I don't know the how. 80s. And then nobody ever, th- I think maybe because it's too recent. Yeah. So nobody really gives us a due. But like a lot happened. Tons of things happened. Like so many things The most changed. stuff happened in the 90s. It's crazy to think that 20 years ago was 1999. No. Yeah. That's, don't don't talk anymore. I was like <laughs> in high school. I was 12. Yeah. Um, I think I had my driver's license. In 99? Yeah. What do you mean you think? Don't you remember? Well, I was 15, so sometime in that year I would have turned... I don't know. Yeah. I would have been getting my driver's license. So that's one show I watch. What show have Um, you watched? I have watched some stuff, not a ton of stuff. Actually, I've been watching a little bit of stuff, but... Um, I finished, I know I've talked about this show a bunch of times, but I finally finished Happy. Oh, you did? Yeah. And it's worth it. It's so good, man. Okay. I need to, I haven't started that either. I'll preface that by saying, if you don't like really weird, messed up stuff, you probably won't like it. It's super violent. It's weird and off the wall and funny. And it's, it's really good. Yeah. It's totally worth watching. I need to. I need to check um, it out. It looks like stick with it too. It gets better as it goes along. Is it filmed in a way like the comic book looks? Like it looks kind of comic booky. Kind of. Yeah, I would say that. Didn't you say it was something? It was similar to like Sin City. Kind of. Yeah. It's, Is it it's, filmed that way? No, that's Sin City's more artistic. Well, that's that's what I was getting. No, at. It's kinda not really like, like that. that. It's almost like filmed like almost like manic. Um, 
at times which makes sense because that's yeah at times it almost reminds me of there's this movie like adrenaline movie i can't remember what it was called rush uh, or adrenaline rush or something uh, like that i never saw that movie uh, but i saw how it was filmed and it kind of reminded me of that a little bit a lot of like close-ups on people's faces and like it was with jason statham yeah it was it was i remember i remember the second one was short circuit or something like that or high voltage i don't remember I don't think I ever saw it, but Crank. Crank. I saw the first Crank. I don't the know. The second one was high, Crank High Voltage. How he had I to can, like shock himself. I don't know if I how going. I can compare it to a movie that I don't think I've ever seen. <laughs> but there were parts of that movie that had that weird kind of like adrenaline rushy stuff, and then there's, um, it's, it's really good. That's all I can say. I don't know. It's so weird and off yeah. the wall, and I when, mean, when obviously, you get a show like that that is that weird, and again. You made fun of me last episode because I was saying Grant, like me and Grant yeah. Morrison are on me first name my old basis. buddy Grant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's how he is, though. I mean, all of his comic books are like that. They're weird. Yeah. He's... Well, not all of them. I mean, I wouldn't say Batman, kook- Inc. No, but he's ones. a kooky dude. He's written a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, he has. And that's a weird... That's That takes the cake, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, um, I really recommend people watch it, but not if you don't like really weird, off the wall, crazy, super violent, and just like it's different. Yeah, gotta but have an open mind. I would. Um, it was funny. I was watching it one day. Marley hasn't watched any of it. She okay. w- wasn't. I mean, I didn't even tell her I was going to watch it. I just started watching it. Yeah. But the other day, I had it on. I was just watching it, and I and she was watching it too. So I, obviously, it was either odd enough that it caught her attention. And then it seemed like she was interested. But, yep. um, so that is something I finished, and it's worth watching, and it's a two thumbs up. Cool. I, I think I need to check it out then. Um, another one that I finished season two of is The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Have you watched it? I Somebody was just talking to me about this the other day, and they said they absolutely loved that show. It's really good. It I, is. It's about a woman comedian. Yeah, in the 50s. Okay. Oh. So it's um, it's interesting because season two is definitely better, way better than season one. Oh, there's I didn't know they were season season two like season. just came out, like uh, maybe a month ago. This is an Amazon show, right? It is an Amazon show. It's winning all the awards. Okay, all the awards. Um, it is really good. It's funny. It's interesting. You just it's one of those that like it, I don't know how to I've kind of described it to people and been like I don't know if it's that good of a show. But I just can't stop watching it. Really? You know, like you get sucked in and you're like, I don't know if it's the best thing, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. You know what I felt that about is um, Mozart in the Jungle. Love that show. I love it too. But I don't know if it's really that good I of a show. I think this is better than that, but that's really good too. But okay. they're different. Yeah. Um, they have Lenny Bruce as a character in the show. Um, mm. Like the comedian Lenny Bruce. Not, I mean... An Not actor the actual portraying person, him, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's like the underground comedy scene of the 1950s when you know America's still really conservative, but the comedians aren't, obviously. But and there's kind of a there's like a new wave of comedians that are like, um, I want to say more. Um, progressive or liberal but 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 not necessarily in a political way but and like women a co- like a counterculture thing and going women on. were never part of this no not at all so the, a lot of it's about that and it's about you know being a woman and that kind of thing but a lot of it's about like the counterculture of the ni- late 1950s going into the 1960s 
And then a lot of it's also, you know, because she's from a Jewish family. This is like a Jewish area on the Upper West Side, like um, rich area. So it's like a high society, low society thing. But it's also like a just a drama because there's lots of drama between in her personal life and stuff. Very, it's very good. Cool. Season two is excellent. She's like the Paula Poundstone of her generation. I don't know anything <laughs> about Paula Poundstone. You don't? I mean, I know who it, I know who it is, but I, yeah. She's I like a dirty really female comic in the late 1950s when there that doesn't exist. Yeah, and it's like dirty comedy. Yeah, with a woman. Yeah, and I didn't a- know that. Alex, I think it's Alex Borst, Bornstein, Borstein. She was on Mad TV. She was on uh, yeah, I, The Voice and Family Guy. I knew I knew her face. Yeah. I knew I'd seen her in other places. Is she like her manager or something? Yeah, or? she's her manager. Okay. It's a good show. It's worth watching. So yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have to check that out. Do you have another one? So, yeah, mine's kind of a... Sorry, I did kind two of a, in a row there. But. Well, mine's kind of a twofer. This is the last one I have because I haven't really watched much in between here in the last, ups, uh, last uh, podcast. It's... So I saw him on Jill Rogan recently, and it's his name's Steve Ranella. Yeah, Steve Ranella. Yeah, he's a hunter. Yes. Hunts a lot, and he has his own show and podcast called Meat Eater. Yes. And it's on Netflix. If I, I don't care if you hunt at all. I think it's worth the watch because he hunts, but he also cooks everything that he's hunting. Obviously, right. he eats everything he hunts. And I think he gives a really, really good description of why people hunt and uh, like why he does it. And when I saw him on the podcast, he's just a super intelligent guy. He's very, very smart. He's can tell that. Yeah. He is very, very intelligent and I enjoy listening to him talk and I enjoy like listening to like why he hunts and why he's so involved in hunting and conservation. I should listen to the podcast. I'm, I'll tell you honestly, I'm not a huge fan of the show. Of Meat Eater? Yeah. Oh my god. I've watched gosh. it. I feel like and I know I'm gonna piss off a lot of people because everybody loves hunting and I, I don't Not mind. everybody. Well, here's the deal. I think we have a good dynamic here because I'm on the side of hunting. <laughs> no, I am too. I'm totally on the side of hunting. Uh, maybe to the extreme past it where I kinda get tired and I know he's being genuine, but like the whole stick like of like the ultimate reverence all the time gets a little tired. Ultimate reverence and how? Just like the whole, like, the reverence for the hunt and the animal and, like, having to use every part of it and, like, I'm really respecting. And Well, I, I think part, part of that comes from he has to be that way on that show. That's Otherwise, my point. He's a lot of it to, to me destroyed. comes across as I know it's... Because I know enough about him by hearing him on Joe Rogan, I know he's not being fake. Yeah. But it comes off that way to a certain point. Like, you're going over the top to make this, like, this whole religious experience of hunting just because you know how many people are against it. So you feel like you've got to do that to, like, you know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, I, I absolutely do. And I can completely understand that point of view because I do believe there is an aspect of that only because it's probably the only way that show gets produced on Maybe. Netflix. That's possibly true, but I just feel like that over the top reverence, get, like religious get, experience of hunting to me, it's just like, it's a bit much. Yeah, I, I can understand that. And like, just go hunt. 
if people aren't cool with it, too bad because but there wrong. are there are people. I, I like you said. I feel like he is genuine in what he says. I, I agree because and he's trying to get that message across that this is a conservation thing, and it is to a point. But I feel like yes. it totally. Um, overlooks the point that there's a lot of people that are hunting because they like to hunt and it doesn't yeah. have to be about all that. You know what I mean? Correct. But they still need to portray that because that's what makes it okay. You know, it is. But if you look past that, I mean, you you don't have to hunt that way. You know, or you don't have to. It's the same way with comic books. Like, right? Y- you don't have to read the same comic books that everyone else does. I think you're right in the way that he's he's being over the top with that. And Joe Rogan's the same he way. He, I don't think he's as as much as what Steve Rennell is. I, I think maybe it's just I don't hunt that much. Yeah. Or very little. So I want to, just don't I, have the I time. would love to more, but I just don't. Yeah, exactly. So maybe I it costs just, a lot of money to go all these places that this guy does. I don't know how you get the money to do that. I mean, obviously, he's produced. He's right paid to do that. Um, maybe I don't understand what I'm trying to say is maybe I don't understand it because I don't do it right to the extent that these right. people do or in, any hunter does. Like I just don't do it as much. So maybe I am being a little shallow about it and maybe it is more of an experience that I'm giving it credit for. I think it is more of an experience than you're giving it credit for, but I don't think it needs to be as big of an experience as what he's talking about. Right. But I do think like when he was talking about, um, it's early on. He's, there's like a ton of seasons. There's like 11 or 12 seasons of this stuff on Netflix. So you could watch this for days. And it is one of those shows that you just put on yeah, for sure. as background noise. And that's noise. what I've done with that And you show. see some you see some cool things. Um, there's some cool episodes really cool for sure when, places. He, when he does a whole episode on uh, processing a deer. Yeah. That's cool. That's what, I, that's what I think is really great about it is that it is showing that side of like yeah. how you do this and how they use it. Granted, not everyone is going to do it that way, but I think it is good to show people how that's done. Um, but I do like the, there was one show where they're in Alaska and they're just talking about like they didn't they didn't even care about hunting while they were there. They're just like riding in this boat, and all they were doing they were throwing these like cages over and catching shrimp in this a river that led out to the ocean. But they're just like going on this boat throwing these cages over, catching shrimp, bringing it up, and they're really eating them raw. And they're like, nobody has, nobody's had this experience, but this is like the greatest food ever. They're just eating these things. And they were talking about, like, there's no place better than this right now. And yeah. they loved it, you know? And it did look really, really cool. And I think it's an experience that you can't comment on unless you've done it. I agree. I mean, I'm sure that's Because right. of the vast, like openness of where they were at like there's just nothing but wilderness around you and whatever you were doing yeah and it it just looked really cool and i i love i I, love watching i mean don't get me wrong i I really like him and when he's on joe rogan and stuff i listen to him they got a great story about the blueberry bears the diff yeah yes so they find these bears that like only eat blueberries yep and their meat is blue yeah, and apparently and it, they taste amazing. It tastes really good. Yep, I, I really want to try bear meat after listening to him because the one that threw me for a loop is that they went hunting for uh, sandhill crane, 
and there there is sandhill crane that fly through illinois i've seen them a lot they used to land out they do land out at the dresden lock they'll land there when they migrate south it's a big bird a big crane they're like a tan color they've got a red head i believe there's got like a red cap on their head but it's a big crane but there's a season for these like in texas and a couple other places there's only a couple states in the the united states that allow you to hunt them and i think you can only kill one or two at a time uh but they call it the ribeye of the sky and they killed one butchered it and they took the breast meat out of it and it looks like just a big giant steak and they said it tastes 100 percent like steak you would never know it's not beef after you cook it well i and definitely that's why won't they call try it, that i know and that's why they call it ribeye of the sky unbelievable that that's the kind of that episode that really i look cool about it that's yeah. the kind of episode i look for like i'm not watching the episode where they're shooting white-tailed deer yep i know about that that's right. fine whatever elk okay whatever that's the kind of episode i look for because it's different yes i like and that too and he ate it he ate a coyote in mexico and the the great part about it is that he was like this was a mistake it's like this is not so i'm glad you said that because i do feel like a lot of times anytime they're talking about anything they're like it's so good you couldn't even imagine you know right no he he has said like this isn't very good i really want elk after (laughs) that i'd like to go elk hunting yeah that would be cool i've had caribou before it wasn't that great so that was kind of the other thing you know with the first thing that kind of annoyed me it was the whole like i feel like it kind of is down on most hunters because they, I feel like, are always bagging on hunters that aren't doing everything exactly the way they're doing it. Well, that aren't backpacking out fifty yeah. miles into the wilderness. Yes, that's and living off the land for two weeks. And I doing do. This. Joe Rogan is that way. Yeah, that's the way he thinks everybody should hunt. Yeah, and it's crazy. Come on. Turns out I can't. Or don't afford take to do that. a shot unless you know you're within. They're like, I don't know. He won't take a shot with a bow. Unless he's like within ten yards or something. Well, that's silly. Yeah, you could shoot. I mean, you could shoot it without. Like but some people to, shoot out you know, out to like eighty yards with right. a bow. It which has to be perfect. I would know, never do. So but, there's no uh, suffering whatsoever, and blah blah blah. Well, so, with a know. bow, there's going to be. I'm sorry, it's an arrow. Well, I don't know. It takes them a while to die. A lot die. of velocity. Yeah, but it still takes a while. That's because you're not hitting them it. right. No, I hit Joe them Rogan would not approve. That's he wouldn't. <laughs> he probably would not approve. <laughs> Because I do not backpack out there, but it's a fun show to watch if you got nothing else going on. Yeah. I, I think there, it's fun. I, I agree. There's the, some good episodes. I, I watched that. My biggest point I, was just Steve Rinell is a very intelligent human being, and he he's. I have a feeling like his podcast is fantastic. Yeah, I bet it is. I've never listened to it. Yeah. What was here? You had another one? No, that was that was it. Oh, I have a couple um, more quickly. Um, I watched an episode last night of the Goldbergs. Oh. I love that show. Gosh, what a great show. Did you see it last night? I think I did. Give me give me a recap. It's I, so good. Um, it, it just was blew my mind night. when I watched this episode because... Oh! The wedding episode. Yes, the wedding singer. So they're planning his <laughs> wedding, and it's set in the 80s. They're planning his wedding, and all through the show, they're using flashbacks from the movie The Wedding Singer with Adam yes. Sandler. Brilliant. And they were on the plane when he's singing to Drew Barrymore. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. It was brilliant, and... <laughs> You know, I love that show. It's a great comedy, and it it's got a lot of heart to it. It's a really, really good show. 
But that episode right there, if that doesn't win like an Emmy or something, it I don't should. know. It, that, that was really good. It was an incredible. I, I when actually, I first saw it, I'm like, what? Did, what? Yeah. I was not, not expecting it. But then the you, fact that they kept doing it throughout the they show. They had to pay a ton of money to I get this stuff. even imagine how much money they had. But <laughs> they that, had to, that show is the, like the number one show. So the, sure. I mean, they have huge budget, I'm sure. I'm positive they do. But that uh, I actually wasn't paying attention to that episode. But I heard the wedding singer playing, and I thought Amy changed the channel. So I came out in the living room. I don't remember what I was doing. I came out in the living room, and all of a sudden I saw it was the Goldbergs, and I sat down and I watched it. I was like, holy crap, what are they doing here? Yeah, and I kept rewinding and like rewatching. Yeah. I'm like, what? And then they had uh, – uh, jeez, why am I – I'm blanking on his name. Uh, the comedian who was in that show, but then he came – they did another scene with them. Oh, yeah. Um uh, John Lovitz. John Lovitz. Yeah. John Lovitz was on it. But then the end with uh, the plane was really the best. I wasn't expecting him to do that. No, that was it. I'm not going to lie. That was like a tear shedding episode. It was. Because he really tugs at the heartstrings. Yeah, because one. at the end, he's. <laughs> it was. It that was show funny always does that at the, the end. The dad was talking to. What's his name? Uh, the older kid that was on the plane with his girlfriend? Barry. He's sitting there talking to Barry. And the little kid walks in with a, a videotape, and he's like, he's like, Barry, I made this video. And his dad says, get out of here with that sh- that comedy shit, or something like that. Or, oh, what did he call it? I, I don't know. The dad blurted something out about what he was bringing, and he's like, no, 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 dad, this, this is something else. And it was, the way the dad said that was absolutely hilarious. I left literally out loud. <laughs> It's well, an awesome and then show. that was like the best part of that show was the end where you find out that these were actual videos that he has had from his childhood. The video but of the grandpa. The one I can't. It, <laughs> it was mind blowing. It was hilarious. He's like, that was a real to, thing, right? You need to take out that part about the kidney. <laughs> I that was the best one I've ever seen. Yeah, and I was dying laughing. Well, my my absolute favorite one of that show, the whole show, was the one Kevin Smith did with Batman. Did you see the Batman episode? I don't think so. Dressed up as Batman, Kevin Smith directed it. No. Oh man, you need to go back and watch it because he like. I don't catch all of them. Sometimes they do the whole. Try to, but they do the whole shtick of like uh, rappelling down the side of the house. Okay. Part where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they did in Batman '66, like the old Batman. Um, Great episode. That's that one's my favorite. But this one's definitely my second favorite. Every episode, I think, is very, very good. It's so good. And I, I, I was so mad because I didn't get to, I didn't record the spinoff. Schooled? Yeah. We watched it. Wasn't it as good? good. No. No. I really like the, uh, Brian Callen, though. He's on Joe Rogan all the time. He plays the coach. Yeah, the coach. He's a good part. And I think Tim Meadows is phenomenal. Oh, as the, and uh, everything. Yeah. The ladies' man? Oh, well, yeah. That was good on hey, baby, Saturday Night Live. you want a fish sandwich? No, that movie's great. The movie's pretty good, but I, I liked it better on Saturday Night Live because that's where the original is. So I watched that. That's really good. Um, I started watching with Cash, my son, a cartoon on Netflix called The Dragon Prince. Oh, I haven't seen it. But I never I, even heard of it. I haven't. Uh, it looks really cool, but I didn't really get to see much. It looks like fantasy. Looks cool. Yeah, but I don't. I haven't watched very much of that. Um, I watched last night on HBO the movie Blockers. I've never with John even heard of John Cena. It. Sounds terrible. Um, it's the only thing I've been a fan of of John Cena's is Ferdinand. 
Oh, I hated that movie. I like Ferdinand. Oh, that movie was awful, man. Why do you hate that? No, I hated that movie. I saw that oh, in theaters. Oh, gosh, The Bull. I did not like that movie. Do you remember when we went and saw uh, Star Wars? We went the night that the new Star Wars opened. Oh, yeah. And they started playing, playing Ferdinand. Oh, and the whole... People were freaking out. Oh, yeah, the whole movie theater. Everybody was like, what's about going on? So and they bo- had to come out and give like a big speech. Like, don't worry, we're fixing it. Like, you're going to see their movie. So it's got John Cena, um, Les, Leslie Mann, who's a... Yeah. Is that right? Yep, She's Leslie Judd Mann. Apatow's wife. Uh-huh. And then their kid plays the main... One of the main characters. She's... Their kid really? was been in their movies. It was in Knocked Up, and she was a little girl in Knocked Up. Now she's like a teenager. Hmm, I don't know. Um, and then um, uh, the guy, he's really funny. He was in... I don't know what his name is, but you've, you'd see him, if you know if you saw him. Anyway, it's about these three parents and their girls are 18 years old. They're going to prom and they're going to lose their virginity and the parents try oh. and stop it. It's It was actually pretty funny. It seems strange. It does not seem like a movie I would ever watch. No, I don't know why you and have. I was just looking for something at night to fall asleep to watch. And I'm like, meh, I haven't checked HBO in a while. So I checked it. That movie came, I was on there. I'm like, I don't know what this is. Played it. And... It was a dumb comedy. Yeah. But had me laughing several times. I have one more show that I want to talk about. Not to cut you off. I think that sounds okay. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I already cut you off several yeah. times yeah, tonight. That's true. So. Um, this, this was a show that I never thought I would watch either. Um, and there's been two seasons of it so far. I've watched both seasons. I haven't watched it in a little while. But it's called Glow. Oh, yeah. I watched Netflix. all of I know that. you've watched it. Uh, really good uh, glamorous ladies of wrestling gorgeous ladies gorgeous gorgeous ladies of wrestling so it was an actual produced show in the 80s or early 90s in the the 80s 80s. late 80s and they it was was like uh, saturday it's like on saturday morning yeah um and it was literally wrestling women's wrestling but this is a show about those girls like about uh, yeah. the women that about the back behind the scenes like yep. but it's a drama show it is it's not like a documentary a, a drama comedy kind of like yeah it's good know, dramedy what's the girl that's in it oh, she's allison really allison uh, brie brie yes she was really in community like yeah she's great she's phenomenal uh, all of them are really good mark maron's in it mark maron's good um the show I, I, I really like that guy who's the producer, like that funds it all. Yeah, the young kid who gets money from his mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's what? He's been. He's in been in a stuff. lot of stuff yeah, too. He's been in other stuff. The whole premise of the show is just about these women that they uh, recruit basically to act as wrestlers, and none of them have ever wrestled before. But then they try to teach him how to wrestle, and then they produce this scripted show, and they each have to make their own character uh, and go out there and perform the show. And they film it in front of like a live audience where they actually wrestle, but then it was just uh, taped and and put on air on Saturday mornings. And it's just following these women uh, that, that play those characters. And it's, it's a fun show. It's a really fun, good show. Yeah, I agree. I like that show. So check it out. Glow. He was in um, positive. If you guys have been on Netflix, you've probably seen glow on there. I don't know. A lot of people don't know about that show for some reason. Really? It was all over my Netflix for some reason. Chris Lowell. He was in... Um, He's the producer guy in... He was in, in Enlisted. Show. I don't know if you ever watched Enlisted. I didn't. How no. did you miss an army comedy? Because I don't watch any of them. 
because I usually find a crap load of flaws and think it's dumb. Well, that this was just kind of a dumb comedy. He was in Veronica Mars. I never watched that though. No, neither did I. That's, That's coming the back. Main things. Yeah. Well, it got a uh, funded on on Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah. Is it for a movie? Right. It's going to mm, be a movie, I, I think. Probably. I don't know, but glow. It's good. Yep. I don't know that I can recommend blockers, but if you like a dumb comedy, really I do, dumb comedy, I do enjoy dumb comedies. It's I laughed out loud several times. Okay. That that sold me then. Yeah. If you're laughing, you don't laugh at anything. I don't. No. <laughs> you're just so dry and depressed all the time. Yeah. I live in the dark. <laughs> See? See? The dark shadows. <laughs> so um So that's gonna be the what we watch section. Yes, but that we've is the what we've been watch. doing in that section for the last couple of weeks. Why don't you guys tell us what you want to? If anybody's still listening by this time, why mm-hmm. don't you let us know what you would like to hear, or you want us to watch, or to talk about? If you've got something that was really good that you've watched, you enjoy, and you think, I mean, I'll watch basically anything. Let us know because I'll watch it and give you my take. And this isn't all that we can talk about because I love getting deep dive into. Um, Anything, yeah, space. everything. I like outer space, astrophysics. That's what I was. That's why I was so in love with that seven day out show yeah. about the Cassini spacecraft. Because I remember like waiting to see pictures because they were talking about how the orbit, like it was the closest they've ever been to Saturn, and they were going to take pictures of like on the inside of its rings, the top of the planet, like all sorts of that stuff. And then the the one probe that went to Jupiter, I can't remember it. Um, I, I would watch, I'll watch like live NASA stuff. Oh yeah, put on. I love that. I love uh, Cosmos, that was a great show. Yeah. So I just ordered um, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry, Neil deGrasse Tyson's book. I think it's fun, I haven't I haven't read that or have it or anything, I just ordered it, I so it. I will read it and update everybody. I think it is funny though, if you search Snarf Talk on yeah. iTunes, it <laughs> comes up Star with Talk. Star Talk, and it's... I love that podcast. Yeah, though. it's a great podcast. That's with Neil deGrasse Tyson, too. You know what my problem with Star Talk is? Not enough astrophysics, too much comedy. Agreed. I like, agree. I would love to just hear him deep dive on I don't topics. need him to be funny. Right. And but, it is funny, and I enjoy that aspect of it. Yeah, but I don't but like need that panel Neil format, Tyson to um, be funny. It's cool. Like I like that podcast a lot, but... I could just go with more science. Yeah. So we like talking about science and that kind he's of stuff. So he's he he uh he tweeted at me. So he did. Yeah. At you. Yeah. Gosh, you're so famous. Yeah. Basically, it's incredible. Him and Kevin Smith both. I've I knew been. Kevin Smith did. What did Neil deGrasse Tyson tweet God, you? I can't remember. I I need to look up. How do you go back and look that up? No idea. I don't remember if he replied to a tweet. He might. I think he replied to a tweet, or he, yeah, he must have. Was it something? About, I'm not really savvy on Twitter. No, I don't really know how it works very well. The, was it something about the stars in Titanic? No. Okay. No. Because I know that was a big deal with him. No, I don't. I honestly don't remember. But he either at mentioned to me, or tweeted, or replied to a tweet, or something like that. Nice. Or it wasn't a retweet. So I'll find out, and I'll let you guys all know next week. <laughs> About how I'm Twitter famous. Congratulations. I'm Twitter famous because I reached out to one guy and he immediately responded to me. So. Yeah, who's going to be on the podcast? Mm-hmm. Did you uh, line that up? Yep. 
That's all set? It's set. Ready to rock. So we are interviewing um, a really amazing comic book creator. Mm-hmm. The problem is we're doing it via Skype, and he's in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a two-hour time difference. Yeah. And so we wants- will be conducting this interview at 10 p.m. 10.30. 10.30 p.m. Yes. <laughs> 10.30 p.m. And because you can only do things after 8 p.m. On a school fine. night, folks. Um, school night, work night, doesn't matter. We're going to do it any way we can because I want to talk to this guy. Yeah. he's. We amazing. have a lot in common. Yes, you do. When it comes to military and comic books. But he's been much more successful in at least one of those <laughs> adventures. <laughs> Well, that's about it, folks. Yeah, that's all we've got. Uh, Thanks for listening. For this show. Um, please reach down on your little phone there and hit subscribe and leave us a review. Yeah. And, oh, actually, there's a new blog post out. Uh, I just gave a quick review of Why the Last Man. Um, buy it. Yeah, buy Use our link. Yeah, those you- are, um, he, uh, Jerry was informing me that those links on there link to collected works yeah the whole whole collected editions of because there's like so i know the price seems a little high but i think they're like what'd you say it's like 20 20 issues issues in one book so that is a good deal the first one is only five bucks yeah i don't even that doesn't even make sense it doesn't make sense but you get a crap load of content for five dollars i'm thinking about buying a few copies and then doing a some social media promotion yeah like giveaways That's a good idea. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I ordered some stickers. Did you? Stickers. Snarf Talk stickers? Snarf Talk stickers and Snarf Talk, the like clear vinyl stickers like yeah. for Windows. So um, if you reach out to us and give us some ideas from the show, you might win yourself a sticker. Or a comic book. Yeah. Never know. And watch out for some um, social media promotions. We'll have, probably have some polls and some giveaways once we figure all that out. Coming up. Yep. That's coming up the pipe, as they coming say. Coming down the pipeline. Oh, down the pipe. There you go. <laughs> up the pipe. Up the pipe. If you're siphoning. Could go either way, yeah. really. Okay. All right. I'm Jerry. Chris. See you later.